Hey everybody, this episode of the Game Over Greggy Show is brought to you by kindoffunny.com slash store. That's right! Our store! The one we advertise all the time back here and you refuse to go to. Do you know who makes these shirts? Andy does! Do you know what Andy costs? Money! Andy will fucking leave us if you don't give us money! Do you want to see Andy go? No? Then go to kindoffunny.com slash store and buy shirts similar to these, but not these because we don't sell them on the store. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Game Over Greggy Show. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the producer slash seducer. Nick Scarpino. Here's what Woo! I will see your Chevy's bet and raise you that Chevy's weird Italian Nick. place down Chevy's. the street for more of those horrible old fashions. Stop saying the weird wrong. Italian place down the street is just fun because it's like owned by mom and pop who are now grandma and pop, and they are just so excited to see anybody under <laughs> 65 walk in. And you can Nick, tell because it's like request. it's like what I used to, when you used to go to your grandma's pantry and just see what was back there. Yeah. That's their entire menu. Whatever, like, I mean, let's yeah. just open up a can and put it right in front of you. Yeah. That's how that's for the high pasta. class. Yeah, so good. Yeah, it's something all right. Over here, the pure one, Tim Geddes. Love Tim Host. And, uh, yeah. This is the show. That's it. This is the show. This is what's on. I'll the go, game uh, over great game. Episode two in a row, three of us just chilling out, talking to you the just way you does. want it, the way you wanted it. Can you do four hours of podcasting today? You sure can. Should you? Why not? We'll figure it out. Only good shenanigans can come I from felt this. like we were doing so well on being ahead of the game. Yeah. Because we, we're I still ahead. We're, of, we're still super ahead in Gogs. We're doing this Gog, and we're done with the Gogs for the year, right? Yeah. It's like we did it. We we accomplished that. But it's just the fact that when we take out Wednesday and you took out Monday, I'm just getting back from PSX today. Mm-hmm. That's that's that complicates your final week of work. Then Wednesday you're doing you're filming your thing. I'm going to go to a Far Cry event. Like there's a whole bunch of shenanigans happening all over the place with mm. this stuff. That's what screwed us cool up. Cool shenanigans, though. So tomorrow, yeah. is our life Nick, ever boring? Nick and I need to shoot uh, some more like follow-ups to the Disney commercial yeah. here. <laughs> so those should be interesting. But the cool thing is, as of today, uh, the Disney commercial is on TV. I know. Uh, oh, I've so seen people tweeting people it. People have been tweeting about it. It was on Comedy Central. It's weird. It's really so weird. freaking cool. It's such, it's such a weird, real thing. It's one of those things where while we were filming it, I'm like, this is it's a this is a real production. Yeah. This And then at some point, it dawned on me. I'm like, oh, people are going to see this. Like we're going to Comedy be Central, and that's super fun. Super dope. If you yeah, see it, out really well. please tweet at me pictures because I need more proof that it happened. Yeah, I still don't really believe it. Tim is a Disney boy. If you didn't know, this is the Game Over Greggy show. Each and every week, three, sometimes four, best friends gather on this table, each bring a random topic discussion for your amusement. If you like that, head over to Patreon.com/slash Kind of Funny, where we put up the show early. Each and every fucking Thursday is a live video. Sometimes on Friday is just a right on, to the fucking skull. You know what I mean? It's not what do you early mean? On Take it to the skull. Well, I mean, when do we usually we, Tuesdays is when Friday, we record it though. Live usually up. Tuesdays usually a live recording day. That's what I was trying to say. Got I it. jumped. I missed the bar. I'm, <laughs> you put it to heads Thursday. up, guys. It's the end of 2017. <laughs> hey man, shit happens. Dude. I am throwing junk. Mm-hmm. I am throwing junk. You're a junk at you. thrower. I've been saying that since day one. Voice is gone. It feels like I've been smoking. Like when Nick was cool. I'm just here to fucking party, all right? It's the final GOG of 2017. By the time people party, we'll have all have seen Star Wars. At this point, Kevin's the only one that's seen it. Kevin, I'd love for you to spoil it all right now. Really? You you think you want that, but then uh, you flash forward a day after putting out a harmless 
fucking time out. Gift. You, if, you, if you got no money to toss our way on patreon.com slash kind of funny because you love us and want to keep the wheels rolling, no big deal. Go to youtube.com slash kind of funny. We put it up top of our topic day by day until it all goes up as one big video and MP3 the following Friday. Fuck you, Nick. And they give Fuck you, it is you. a gift. Fuck that is you. in a TV spot that is currently running. I didn't watch the movie and take a fucking picture of it. Yesterday, I'm just sitting and uh, uh, I don't really even know cool where guy. I was sitting. I, I was. Oh, I, we went into the extra live stream before the meet and greet in San Diego, and I look at my phone and my mentions are blowing up. And I'm like, what? And everybody's mad about spoilers. I'm like, what is going on? And I click on the original thing, get to it, which I won't say because people are watching live. There's a GIF from, I guess, the the new movie, The Force is mm -hmm. Back Again, mm -hmm. and. Uh, is that what it's called? Star Wars The Force, mm -hmm. is, the back Force is Back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Star Wars Back in the Habit. <laughs> There's a gif of it, and I look at it, and my first reaction is I watch it, because it's a compressed gif. I'm like, this looks like shit. This is clearly that scene from the first movie where she does that one thing, and then they just did a different no, background in there. It's not. And I show it to Jen and Joey, uh, ruining them for, as well. And I'm like, I text Kevin. Ruining them. I'm like, is this real? And Kev's like, yeah. I'm like, how the fuck did Nick get it? <laughs> like, I don't know. Here's what happened. And here's why I thought this was going to be an innocent thing. Because, A, I had seen this a couple times. It's running on, it's on, it's on, it's on a TV it's spot. It's literally currently. in a TV spot that says, do not spoil this. Which I know sounds like I'm making okay. an argument against you. So, I'm making an argument for you. Thank you, thank you. Where they don't even consider that a spoiler. No, here's the deal. So it's in a TV spot. A. That says, do B, not spoil it's this? It's not it's, like not spoil I saw Star Wars. Right. The, the whole point of the commercials, don't spoil Star Wars, the movie, when you see it. All the footage in that... Up for grabs. Yeah. It's commercial marketing footage. It's commercial I marketing footage. I haven't watched a, these TV B. spots. I don't watch TV. I did not go out of my way to find this GIF that I saw. I typed in, into the GIF generator on, on Twitter. Twitter, The Last Jedi. It was the third GIF. Because yeah. obviously people are tweeting the shit out of it. My thing is, I in the, the commercial spot I saw, I wasn't trying to see it. I was at a bar, and I saw it. Like, yep. we saw it play, and we're like, that's kind of weird. Yeah. Like oh, the, it's a it's fucking like, cool scene. I was cool. like, wow, I wish they hadn't showed that. It's, but they did. But now everyone's seen but it. They it's out There's there. no context, and it's just like, all right. Well, I think the context is pretty clear. Her Metachlorine count has I spiked. Watto is there to face off against her. Watto goes, oh, hey. oh, uh, The fucking, Watto. what, a Mantis from Guardians of the Galaxy appears as well. There you She's go. like, oh, too much. <laughs> <laughs> is she eating Chevy's also? Yeah, she did. Okay. <laughs> Nick. Yes. You are having a bad day. What's your real topic? A uh, real topic today is uh, the Brainwash Cafe. After, God, it's been <gasps> like, it must have been, I think I read an article that said it was open for 30 years. It finally closed yesterday. What? Now, not only did it close, it closed, it closed unexpectedly. Unceremoniously, there's just a note on the door that says we're closed. For everybody out there, what is the Brainwash Cafe if they aren't in the San Francisco area? The Brainwash Cafe and Laundromat, I should say, or Laundromat, is uh, a San Francisco open mic comedy institution. This is a uh, it's a coffee shop where I believe like almost every at this point up until it closed every night there was an open mic there from six o'clock till like ten o'clock at night with the exception of they moved around Saturdays and Sundays a little bit here and there but from Monday to Friday you could bet that if you wanted to go and get on stage you could put your name on a list and mm -hmm. sure as shit you could go up there and it just became it became this hub of like it's an institution people you say brainwashed a lot of people if they got their start in stand up comedy and in, in the North Bay Area they've at some point been there well that was the weird thing when you started doing stand up comedy is that when 
2008, we'll say, mm-hmm. I went and saw Damon Hatfield and Ryan Geddes play there. Yeah. And they did a, 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 not a stand-up set, but music there. Right. And I remember like, oh, this is a weird venue. This is something interesting. So the fact, I was surprised it was still around when you were there. Yeah. I didn't realize it was an institution. Well, so when I first got the got the inkling, got the itch to do stand-up and wanted to check out the scene, it was the very first place I went. I remember I, I went there. I started looking around. I tried to introduce myself to some people. They were not having it because they were like, we've seen people like you before. You're going to get up. You're going to do a boys. set. You're going you're gonna to just walk away and we're never going to see you again. So what the hell do we care? It's kind of like a prove yourself sure. test. And I'm still, I think, in that phase uh, of my existence. But yeah, I remember going and I remember sitting next to a, uh, this girl. I can't remember her name. And I never saw her again. Chelsea Handler. That's It was It was actually Chelsea Handler. It was <laughs> Kristen Wiig. Um, and she and I would just remember talking to him like, are you a comedian? She's like, yeah. I'm like, are you going to go up? She's like, yeah, I'm going to go up later. I'm like, well, how does it work? And she, you know, she let me in on some of the details of it. And then I went back, I think, two more times before I built up the stones to actually get up yeah. on stage. Um, and so it's close. And it's very it's very crazy because, I mean, obviously, there's a lot more open mic. So it's not like everyone doesn't have a place to go now. And Stanford and open mic comedy is just going to die in San Francisco. Oh, sure, 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 sure. Um, but the 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 mics have been hosted by Anthony Medina and Tony Sparks for a very long time. Tony so Sparks. We know. It sucks for them because they, they've built this thing and then all of a sudden have it drop out uh, from underneath them is kind of heartbreaking. I'm sure they will find another venue to pick that back up. And I'm sure. But um, did Tony t- uh, Facebook about it or Tony is. Yeah. Tony's Facebooked about. Well, he hasn't said anything about it that I've seen, but people have talked to him and there's going to be a, a kind of. Uh, well, people are trying to go there this Thursday night to to say fuck it and just do one more last mic there outside of it. But I think the official mm. official last mic for Brainwash is going to be December 28th at a different bar, sort of a commemorative yeah. like, hey, let's all tell memories about this. And I had seen this going around this morning, obviously on Twitter and stuff mm-hmm. with the people who are the locals that I know. Uh, has there been a statement since then? Do we have anything? Because it was just a sign of the door like, thanks for 30 years of business. Bye. Well, no, the only thing I could find was that a couple articles that I had Googled uh, prior to the show that talked about how it was just not doing well to begin with. Gotcha. I think a lot of people attribute it to the fact that there's um, this giant apartment condo like development that's been happening for like a year and it just makes it scaffolding everywhere and it makes the place kind of look like it's not a place you want to go to. But to be perfectly honest, you, it's a place you don't want to go to. I mean, it's, it's a place that looks like it's one of those places where you, you walk in and you're like, this has not been updated since the 1990s. Yeah. I mean, there's the, there's the terrible, uh, brushed steel siding that's sort of like, uh, psychedelic that's all over the place, you know. Um, the laundromat itself is not very nice. The cafe, decent food, great people working there, but the I mean, okay the wine. Yeah, I mean, girls learned that the hard way. They learned that the hard way. So, I mean, as as much as I, it's heartbreaking to not have the place as sort of a rallying point for all stand-ups, I understand how times the change. The business part of it, yeah. I get that after 30 years, nothing lasts in San Francisco for much longer than that. Um, and I understand that the culture in San Francisco right now is one of, of gentrification, where you look at, um, they cited that uh, in a weird twist of fate, there's a new laundromat that opened up in the mission called Londres, which is like spelled... L a u n d r e apostrophe with the with yeah, little course, accent over it. Of course, I have been by there because it's right by Alamo, and I walked by there with my wife the other day uh, after we saw a movie. It is stunning. It is like all white birchwood art, and then in the back, it's like a cool little nuanced like laundromat. So yeah, like, yeah. people would go there to do laundry because it's kishy, not necessarily maybe to do laundry. I don't know. I'm just speculating here. But in a weird twist of fate, <laughs> that's what brainwash was supposed to be called originally. So everyone's like, oh, that's weird. But it's sad because you know that's what's probably going to go in there, and they will not allow us disgusting stand-up open micers to go in there and smoke weed and drink beer and and just fuck off for till 11 o'clock at night. It's just not going to happen. Now, how, mm. roughly how many open mics do you've been to at Brainwash? Open mics at Brainwash? Or uh, just shows at Brainwash? Oh, probably at least one a week for since I started doing this back in like, I don't know, when, when did I start doing this? Back in March? 
ish, maybe sure. maybe sure. April. Okay. Okay. So you know, a fair amount. A yeah. Fair amount. Yeah. En- enough that when I walked in, everyone that works there knows my name. How many times have you seen people do like the this? Because this would be my brainwash set. You know what yeah. I mean? Is I'd get up there, I'd have a few zingers, had a few zingers, and then I would have set a dryer to go off or a washer to go off, and then I would have just like, oh, I'll be right back. And just Andy Kaufman did out there, washed that it. That would have been amazing. Put it in there, shut it, done that thing with the change, come back up and just kept going. Or if I did have it in the dryer, go I'll be all right back, go over there with my thing, fill it up, then just sit uh, cross-legged on the floor with the microphone full of my clothes. Yeah, that yeah. would have been amazing. I fucking would have killed. You know what I mean? Yeah. Could have been a star. Yeah. Could have been a star. Could I could have kept brainwashing. Could have been you different. You could have been big on Twitter. Um, no, I mean, I've seen people do all sorts of things. That's the whole point of the open mic, right? And, the, and to Tony and Anthony's um, you know, credit, and incredible credit, they always they created an environment that was very, very open, right? And, they, and very, very accepting of people who are either new or wanted to do crazy material or just wanted to figure it out. It was always a, hey, some people might say some crazy shit or they might be terrible or they might just be, a, a, you know, a passing through comedian from another town working through their material before they're going to go to a set. But either way, we're all equal here and everyone's going to respect each other yeah. and show each other. You know, he would always say when you're new to the room, you got to show them a lot of love, right? Yeah, that, that was the thing. Like, when, we went really that, cool. when we went to your, or when I went to your brainwash one, a couple months ago or whatever, I was blown away by how supportive everybody was because there was a bunch of people up there that weren't great. No, and it wasn't, myself included. And it's not it wasn't even like no, I was knocking it out of the park. But I mean, that was the thing. Like, there's like you know shades of gray here. Where sure. I mean, like there was clearly like a woman up there who had just never really done it before, yeah. and people didn't boo her, yell at her. Like everybody clapped and was happy that she was trying. And I've never seen someone boo anyone. In, in oh this. no, no, I've never seen anyone boo anyone. I've seen You've people seen heckles, get heckles though. at a real like there and yeah. at a comedy club, a real comedy club. But no, I mean for the most part. It's, it's interesting because when you first go to something like that, I mean, obviously, there's so much like fear and anxiety built into it, right? And you're like, yeah. I don't know what's going to happen. And maybe also the wrong thing. And someone's going to like boo me out of the, you know, out of the, out of comedy forever. And it's just not like that. What you got was you got a mix of a lot of really um, like seasoned, like open mic comedians who are just on the threshold of like breaking through to that next level. And mm-hmm. they're all just kind of there. And it's, it's intimidating, but it's also very like welcoming just from a standpoint of like, oh, it's encouraging because you're around you these people that are the good. You yeah. can see the and different levels. Yeah, and if you go there long enough, you see people that don't get it, they don't get it, they don't get it, they don't get it, and then you see them start to get it, and you're like, that's fucking cool. Like, it's cool that this person did the same joke five times, and then I just laughed at it because they figured out how to retool it and figured out how to deliver it, and that's and that got a laugh. And you can see their eyes light up of like, oh, wow, it's like catching electricity. Like, holy shit, like the room's suddenly paying attention to me, and mm-hmm. then inevitably they drop, <laughs> they drop the ball. But, you know, <laughs> that's what the place is for. It's, 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 it's a testing ground. It's, it's, a, it's a safe, I hate to use the word safe space because I don't mean it in that like social justice warrior context, but it is a place that you can go and work out material, and you're not going to get, a huge amount of judgment thrown onto your shoulders, you know, yeah. like I've said terrible jokes there about horrible things. I'm like, oh, I want to see how this goes. And it didn't go well, but it's not like someone walked up to me afterward and was like, hey, don't come back here. Clearly, it's like, all right, that joke might have been in poor taste, but it's a joke. And that's what this that's what this place is for. Understand that. And so trying to find that ecosystem somewhere else in San Francisco is going to be definitely tough. Mm-hmm. But we'll find it. I'm going to two mics tonight. There are there are other mics out there. It's just this. Would you just, say that was like your your home base, though? Uh, I mean, that was everyone's home base, right? Okay. Brainwash was, hey, did you do brainwash? Yeah, I did brainwash today. How was it? It was terrible. You know, like that was that was the common conversation I always had. So if for, for people who are really, really, really pushing hard uh, to make it in the stand-up circuit in San Francisco, generally they'll do two to three mics a night. I'm lucky if I can get out to three mics a week. But these people, like people will go 
they, they, I mean, everyone's got contacts. They'll text. They'll they'll go on the Facebook group. They'll be like, I want spot two here, spot ten here, and then like I'll see if I can go out to even the East Bay and do and oh, uh, wow. you know, finalize it if I live over there because a lot of people <laughs> live over there. So they'll come to the city, do two mics, go do a late mic there, and do the same set and just work through their material there. Sure. And you see people. I mean, I've seen people go from being funny to being really fucking funny because they put the work in. Um, so it just sucks that there's not going to be an early mic like that on a consistent basis. But there mm. still are some. That I mean, do you think that it'll just get replaced with something else? Because I feel I like can't, I can't imagine it won't. Yeah. You know, because for me, the the the, the topic that we were talking about uh, for this was like things that just went away in your yeah. life. And I think one recently for me was uh, NeoGAF, where thing, really bad things happen and whatever. And it's like why it went away is not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is. So much of my life was waking up. Right, that was a regiment. That was part of your checking routine. the video game news there, like yeah, understand, yeah. like seeing what happened uh, from an insider's point of view and from just people that play games and just like having this conversation, and it just went away. And then reset era, this is like, oh cool, we just moved over yeah. here. Yeah. Um, but it was like there was like a couple days where I was like, holy shit, like this. Affects, what do I do? It's really though, like yeah. this affects my life. Like this affects something that I, I check multiple times a day, mm -hmm. every day, whether it's even more on weekends than I do during the, the day here. It's like, uh, to just have that all of a sudden not be there is so weird. It happened to me a long time ago too, um, with uh, this website, vgmix.com. There's a bunch of video game remixes and stuff, but there was a community that I was a part of. Mm -hmm. And then one day, just gone. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, I would have never thought that would happen. And then OC Remix kind of like took over that. But it's, that is something that's weird to me because it's not so much just a physical thing because there's been a ton of places that have closed down that sure I never thought would or like just the recently I was in uh, the Richmond district where I grew up and all the theaters that I grew up going to like I was thinking about Star Wars and I'm like holy shit I've seen every Star Wars movie up until the recent ones in this area that I grew up in all those theaters are gone yeah like the place that I saw Star Wars one two and three and even when they re brought back four five, or I guess I didn't see three there because it was closed by then and it's just like, man, it's now an old people home. That's fucking weird. Yeah. I mean, and I think I think part of the the shock of it, obviously, that it's just a concert reminder that nothing lasts forever. Right? It's always like change dust in the wind, man. We man, we start I close my eyes. Um, I don't have that range for you right now. I don't, sorry. I'm sorry, I don't either. Uh yeah, and it's weird. It's it's shocking, right? Because it's it's there's so many different things that change on a on a consistent basis in your life that it's nice to have a few consistencies. Um it's nice to have a few things that you can, you know, hang your hat on and and know are gonna be there for you. And when those don't um, when those aren't, it's like, oof, it's, it's jarring. It's like, what do I do now? What do I, cause I wanted to go to that mic on Thursday. So it's like on a very micro base, it's like, I got to find another spot at six o'clock on Thursday or go yeah. to a later mic. And it kind of just changes my routine. hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. I think, um, on that topic, you know, another one of the, um, another one of the big changes that I had to get used to that was actually like, it was difficult for me as well was when I first started back with jujitsu, I took private lessons with a brown belt and him leaving to go down to Southern California was difficult for me Yeah, for a lot of reasons, not the least of which was he was sort of like my, uh, I want to say totem, you know, mm -hmm. like from inception where it's like, Oh, okay. I know as long as he's here, like he's the guy that like, you know, he taught me and I can always go to him and I, I can rely on him. And if he's in the class, like I'll roll with him and it'll be a good role and I'll know that I'll learn some stuff. And then once he was gone, I was like, Oh man. Like I almost say Dumbledore's dead, but like now I have to kind of grow branch up out, and like right? branch yeah, out yeah. and be responsible for myself. And that that's that's a tough thing to think about, you know, yeah. and it never gets easier, even though I'm 37 years old. And there's always if you're trying something new, you're always going to have that same cycle of like, I'm used to this. Oh, this works. This change. is the routine. And it changes. And you're like, fuck, why? Yeah. Like, why can't just one thing when I'm 37 just be like, you don't think it gets easier? 
I think it gets easier to deal with it because you have the past experience of understanding that that's just the way it goes, but it's yeah. still an emotional blow. It's still like, a, you know, I'm, I'm reading all of the the thread of all the people's memories on Brainwash, and I'm like, I was there for some of these, and it's oh, hilarious. Yeah. And like some of them I wasn't. Like someone had a had a, a great comment. Like I, I was there at the time that um, Tony had to threaten someone with a butter knife to get him off stage. <laughs> and I'm like... There you go, man. Not going to see that again anytime soon because yeah. it's just not yeah. going to happen. It just doesn't happen that much anymore. It was yeah. a, it was a singularly unique For place. me, it's the impending death one day of Wing Wings. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? I was like, Wing Wings is up for sale, of course. And so, and I mean, it's been up for sale a while now. And what does that mean? You know what I mean? Is it still Wing Wings when somebody else buys it and Christian's not working there behind yeah. the counter anymore? And is like, it Wing Wings when you walk in and everything's clean and there's no writing on the wall exactly. and, and he's not using that boom box anymore from like it 1985? Turn it the fuck off. Yeah. Well, no, know. it's one of those new ones that's made to look like that. Oh, is it? Okay. It, I thought so, right? Doesn't it have like USB ports? Oh, I'm sure it does. Maybe I I'm mean, wrong. I'm, you're probably right. You've been there more than I have. But you know what I mean? Like you you see Wing Wings and you, it, you what used to be visually and and just that feel of San Francisco is now um, an anachronism. And excuse me, it's out of place. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, you look at it and you go, oh, the grimy sort of like culturally oh, significant sure. San Francisco feel that doesn't belong anymore. Um, yeah, I can't, I can't see the word that I'm using, that I'm trying to figure out. Thank you. An astro- anachronistic. It's out of place. It's, yeah. it's, it, it seems it's, it's like out of it's, time. It's a thing yeah, out of time. It really does. It seems like something from the 90s that just left over. And you know, no matter what, they're just going to be left behind eventually. I, and that's the thing. I don't know. Like, who would buy Wing Wings and if they would come in and change it to be that? You know what I mean? I, 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 I don't know. It'll be fascinating to see what happens when that gets, so, if it ever gets sold or whatever. Because, like, in Lower Hate, there still is that vibe of. Oh, yeah, Lower Hate's one of the last Lower Hate. It is a little. It's the butt end of it, though. You think I think, so? like, I mean, physically, location wise. Oh, sure. Oh, sure, 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 yeah. sure, sure. When you start getting into Hayes Valley in that area, it's yeah, like, Wings like is like, I think, now. kind of the last stop of the, the, the SF Heat Street vibe. Yeah, I'll, so, I'll give you that 100%. Well, yeah, yeah. Kevin, can you get Colberry to grab me a sugar free Rebel? Thanks, bud. So, yeah, that, that'll be a change. But I remember, like, in college, we, the, the bar we always went to was called the Haymarket. Sounds like a dope bar. Well, what it was is that just I forget I I can't remember this day and age anymore. Who found this? But somebody came in one day to the Antler House and was just like, "There's this bar out off of Business Loop, which is like right next to I seventy, that is in in the best Western attached to the best Western, and it's awesome." And we're like, "Oh, is it like a, it's like a it's a cool hot spot?" A lot of you know. He's like, "No, no, no. It's just old." Fucking old timers mm-hmm. out there drinking, having fun, and like they don't card and da da da. All right, and we went to the Haymarket like fucking for, for a long time, like, like multiple years, like yeah. Friday and Saturday. You go there. And they had at least every every time they'd have this special that was that uh, you would you know order your pint of beer or whatever, and they gave you the glass, and they were like Dale Earnhardt and whatever, like fucking NASCAR <laughs> glasses. So the house was just stacked with these shitty cups. And then it was like you knew ever Jane, the like the bartender there. Yeah. We knew forever. We knew the owner really well. There was karaoke we would go and kill, and it was that thing where we got there and we were these like young you know kids or whatever. But they were like super down to have you there and be part of the family. And then we started bringing in our friends and like it actually turned it into a spot for like young people, well as well as the old timers. That's awesome. But not like every young person, our young people, yeah, our yeah, group. Right, you know what I mean? Right the tangential yeah. people we ran with. And when I remember when that got sold, and it was like what. They sold the Haymarket, and like, yeah, and we're doing one final fucking thing. And I will never like. And they, it was a. Uh, they used to have wings there, so of course we loved it. But they had one final night there for the Haymarket, and I'll never forget. It was like it was like. So we you are, we already knew we were family with these people, but when it was like, uh, it was you know, uh, it was Jane, it was the owner, it was a couple other different people, regulars there, or whatever, and they came over and got like 
two or three of us, me included, they knew us by name, obviously, brought us up to sing the final karaoke song, which was Toby Keith. I love this bar. Match. And it was like so touching. You know what I mean? Yeah. At the end, I have like the curtain call hug of it all and then go out and be like, that's awesome. What the fuck is, why do we care so much of this best Western bar and out of the fucking nowhereville of Columbia? But it's so, it's so interesting how those things can mean so much to you. And then you, you feel that end of an era like feeling right oh sure like you know i mean in the brainwashes uh sense i mean it literally is an end of an era i mean this has been around for decades at this yeah. point um well I, I joke about it too you know what i mean but i do think i something got lost there not in a bad way obviously but stick with me of when i've told the story in passing of like when my parents woke me up to go watch portillo's burn and like when it was that i was a kid and mom and dad like fucking it must have been like 9 30 it wasn't like in the middle of the night or something but it was i would pass my bedtime but they were like we gotta go see this like because my i don't know how your parents are my parents were weird i don't think they still do this but they used to just listen to the police radio like while they just that's hung out in the kitchen or whatever awesome so i'm sure that's how this happened i don't know i haven't had i should ask my your mom parents the story. Have a lot of things in their in, in their past that we probably don't need to know about <laughs> tell you that right now but i remember going there and watching portillo's burn and it was like it was my Portillo's. You know what I mean? And like, don't get me wrong, the one they put up the street then, because it burned down and they never reopened that one. They just built the one up at the other side of North Avenue in right. Glendale Heights. Uh, well, I think that was Glendale Heights, technically. That was Glendale. I Portillo's so bad. Oh, dude, I, we, I just ate so much Portillo's. Just ate so much Portillo. Point uh-huh. apart, Kevin. You guys took, pizza. that was the joke. Sorry. You guys took that place over, man. Dude, that meet and greet was insane. Yeah, that was the pictures insane from me. I was greet. like, they, I'm, I, because I, I think I asked, uh, I asked Andy, I was like, did you, did Greg, Greg told them this was happening, right? And Andy's like, you know, Andy did that thing, was like, you know, oh, you know man, I, uh, I don't really, uh, Gundam. No, Gundam. Gundam. We, yeah, we did. We told Nick yeah, Scarpino. I, I assumed thing. as well. Yeah, but they, and that's why I think they were staffed up, but the staff was not happy. No. That like six o'clock on a Sunday, probably a really dead time usually. <laughs> we run like 500 kids that oh took over God. the place and it was just gridlock. And, and then there was, there was like 12 like normal people who were like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> this is chaos. Yeah, there was chaos. one. When we I was should have got a Taco Bell. In between one of them, I was going in and out to because kids wanted photos of me in front of my photo that mm-hmm. got hung, which is super weird when Jen and I we're waiting on uh, Joey and Andy to come day one, day zero. We were sitting there waiting, and Jen looked around. She's like, ah, oh, they haven't hung your photo yet. I'm like, I oh, know, blah, blah, And like 30 minutes later, we're talking, and I glanced at the door to see if Joey and Andy were coming in, and the guy was hanging the photo. You and know I was like, Nick Scarpino called that restaurant. I was like, you better have his photo. I right emailed now. Nick Scarpino. I was, that's, that's how it all started. I was right. like, hey, dude, I'm coming through on Sunday. If you were going to get this thing up, you should get up. He's like, I'll have, I'm going to make sure that it's up by Friday, and we were there Friday. Uh, anyways, so I was coming in and awesome. out of the door there, and, and a woman stopped me. It was just like, excuse me, why is your photo on the wall and why do people keep taking photos of you by it? I'm like, oh, well, I'll, and I just did it like this. I'm like, all these people are here for me and I'm from Chicago and I like Portillo's and I'm, I'm, on, I'm famous on the internet. You're like, as to question number two, they're taking a picture of me near my photo because it's on the wall. Yeah. That seems pretty self-explanatory. Well, and then she's like, oh, where are you from in Chicago? I'm like, I'm from Glen Ellen. She's like, oh, I'm from, and I'm like, cool. Like, I'm literally like, We're not surrounded it. by 500 people right, right now. Like, I, I, great that you're from here, but you have no fucking idea who I'm. Portillo's burned. And it was that that was my Portillo's and I, I'm a, I, I'm a dumb kid, as you know, at the mm-hmm. time it had such an interesting structure that I, I can't visualize much anymore. I want to say it might've been an old pizza hut. 
And then that they, because this is before Portillo's got huge, that they had that location. In Riverside. Yeah, we had a, down the street, there's not, on North Avenue, there's another Pizza Hut that became a Chinese food restaurant. We kept the same, you know, look to it. (laughs) No, the the biggest offender of that, sorry to interrupt you, was uh, Taco Bell used to have that very distinctive looking building that they would build. Remember that? With the the villa. Yeah, it looked like a Mexican villa. Yeah. And then eventually, as they all went out of business, it was like weird to see a T Mobile store in it. It's what it always became. Some fucking knockoff cell phone. JJ King of Beepers. Yeah. What the fuck? But I like, for me, like I, you know, it's I, a real thing. <laughs> I've talked about it before with oh, you guys specifically of going to that first VidCon, yeah. and it was Eric Hart, and I'm, I'll never forget that walking into the Portillos in Buena Park and being like, I can't believe you guys are here because it's like it's, it's very similar to when I got married and my parents were in Wing Wings, where I'm just like, this is you're behind Wing Wings counter hanging out with Christian, like that's never something I envisioned happening because mm-hmm. Portillos is home, and so. The Portillo's in North Avenue that you know, I grew up with, that the, the one that got rebuilt after the burning down the street, like that's what a traditional Portillo's is. It's huge and it's, yeah. you know, blah, blah. But that was like still a moment in time Portillo's for me that like is so rusty for me because I was a kid, a kid kid of like what it actually looked like on the inside and how what ballpark it. When do you think that building and that Portillo's came into existence? Like what are we talking about? 80s architecture here? Wait, wait. The one that went down? The one that burned down, yeah. Oh. Early 90s, late 80s. I, I would say yeah, probably okay. mid eighties, somewhere in there. Okay. Did they have the old board where like the menu had to stick on each like thing? You know, it's like like a deli. <laughs> no, I don't think they had that, but they had. It was the thing of like you know they had all the uh, like you, you know how even inside Portillos you know how yeah, they yeah. like shit all over the all walls and crap. It's kind of like, like TGIF. It's framed. TGIF Fridays. Thanks. It's a uh, uh, framed and shit. This was more like it's like shellacked on the table that's been here forever. You okay. know what I mean? I, and I remember like one of my memories there of going with my mom or grandma Miller or whatever. And like, we sat down at a booth and somebody had left a cell phone there, but it's like, no, it's not a cell phone, right? It was the fucking giant brick phone. Cause it was like, what this How is do you forget that 90. You know what I mean? Like we had to like take it up to them and be like, this is there. Like, like how do you forget this? Yeah. How do you not? How do you walk out? But like, this is not my pocket. Where'd my cell phone go? Yeah, I know. <laughs> got to strap that thing to your back. Like it's fucking Vietnam. But yeah, that's the thing of like those things that are gone and matter. And like, that's what I was thinking about today or not today, but when I was at Portillo's this time around, I'm just like, <laughs> you're just saying things sometimes. The wall, man. Man. You just say them. And I'm just like, what exactly is he envisioning? That fucking so big thing I, they had, they carry out with them. I the like I understand. Come on, I got that, and don't then I went to sleep and tiger. I went to Lethal Weapon where he had a, he had one of those car phones, the giant bricks yeah, that yeah. was like military. That's where my brain went. And you know what? People say don't poke the tiger, sleeping tiger. A couple days ago, Greg, I know you've heard this, but for the audience to hear, yeah, me, like, it was the whole group that, that was remaining the crew. here. The whole crew. We go to to get. I guess it was yesterday. Yeah, we were at the yeah. Cool Greg, Kevin, Andy, me, Food Nick. Court. And I went to the food court. It's, yeah, in Stonestown. It comes back together. You thought this story wasn't it was told to you for no reason to be no. in the show. Here we, we are. We were eating, and uh, I forgot what the context was. But you were trying to say, yeah, don't don't poke the bear. Don't poke a sleeping bear. Yeah, yeah. And which you is said, the old saying. I guess. Don't poke a sleeping tiger. And then we like me and Kevin do the thing where we look at mm-hmm. each other. Mm-hmm. And I look at Andy, and Andy kind of like smirks at me, but then he looks at you, and then you tried playing it off. Like I was like, no, yeah, it's no, old, that's a thing. It's an old it's proverb. A, it's, a, it's a thing. And like you were just trying to play it off, and it's like, no, Nick, it's a bear. <laughs> I, I used to say, it. don't poke a sleeping rhino. Don't don't go up to a sleeping rhino and poke it with a stick. That's what I used to say. That's my proverb. Why? Why? Because would you do that? This is a silly thing. Why to would do. I, but I, uh, it's a dumb I, thing to do. You got you. Is it a sleeping bear too? Isn't it just don't poke the bear? <laughs> yeah. I don't know why you're in a Gavin, look bear. it up. You added a whole bunch of, I thought it was just don't poke no. the bear. I don't know. Maybe it is don't poke the bear. Who the hell do I know? I don't pay <laughs> attention to that. But anyways. I ruined Star Wars when, for people. <laughs> when we're at the Portillo's meet and greet, 
I, I had that moment of thinking about of like what happened if it is just put, j- no sleeping just put don't poke the bear guy. Well then what the fuck type in sleeping tiger hidden dragon. <laughs> 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 you see what comes up. Don't poke the bear there. A lot of stuff up at Kevin's showing us. I want I want to make a shirt that just says Nick Scarpino ruined Star Wars. I did. I oh, that's a time. great shirt. Nick Scarpino ruined Star Wars. I'd buy yeah, that. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, let's Google that. Let's let's make sure that stays in Google forever. <laughs> oh yeah, so, the other things we've said about you aren't nearly as well, offensive. Yeah, thank God the coke. So here's the thing: we've been talking about things on. that end mm-hmm. and that how they're important yeah. to you. I think it's a good segue to my topic. Sure. Because my topic is what has lost all importance to you. What is something that you put importance on that na- then just doesn't matter? I'm going to start this one off. About the time. Walking Dead. Oh. And I'm shocked by it. Now, so contemporary. I, I came on to The Walking Dead as a franchise very late. Um, I started watching. Well, I read first and I read uh, caught all the way up. And then I started watching, I want to say, around season five. That sounds about right. I remember when we talked about this. Yeah. So, and then I would watch them week to week and, and I was totally in. And even back then I believed that the comics were better than the show, mm-hmm. but I was like, all right, cool. Like I'm, I'm still in. And I thought the show did a really good job of being different enough than the comics. And I appreciated it and I liked what they did and I, I was totally with them. And then the season seven thing started and you know, there was all the controversy around that the Negan stuff, uh, the Negan stuff yeah. and how he was handled. And I kind of defended it. I kind of was just like, all right, yeah, it, trust me, it gets better. Like it, it, it's worth it. It makes sense. Negan's an awesome character. There's a lot of great stuff going on. Um, and then I just kind of kept watching and a couple episodes in. I was just like uh, to season seven and I'm like, this is not good. Like it's just, I can't even defend this anymore yeah. uh, to myself. Can I make it a quick aside? Because mm-hmm. you're making a great case. Don't get me wrong. Are you saying The Walking Dead the franchise as a whole is lost importance or just TV? So that's the thing. To be clear, the TV show okay. doesn't matter. But it's kind of souring me on the comics as well. Really? Yeah. That sucks. And I mean, the comics is always, uh, it's hard because binging it was so fucking good. Yeah. Watching it or it. reading it month to month at this point. It's kind of. Who are you? What's happening? Yeah, Where especially do we leave now. It's, it's a little hard. Uh, but it it's. I just wanted to blow my nose. I'm sorry. I didn't it's to totally, the though, the TV show where I can't believe how I went from as invested as I was yeah. to being where I'm at now. Oh, yeah. no. Like, I've never committed to a show and then dropped off this this hard. I don't think I've committed to any form of medium this hard and then just been like, oh, at this point, I don't need to watch. I'm done. Yeah, the thing I wonder with The Walking Dead, though, is it is it going to be one of those things like that continues to go on and then as new groups come in, old groups go? Or with the TV shows, the TV show eventually has to end, right? Eventually, the ratings are going to drop off the so TV much. Show they're ramping is, up. Is the, the popular in the next. The popular fan theory is they are based on the mid-season finale on Sunday, which past Sunday of us recording is the beginning of the end. Right, because like, oh, the ratings having, are down, right? Yeah, yeah, the ratings first, were in the tank for this yeah. season's opener. And like to jump in real quick, if you mm-hmm. don't mind, I'm in, I find myself in the same boat as you about the TV show. Where the TV show was, I mean, I'm a huge Walking Dead guy. I love Robert Kirkman, all this different stuff. I still love the comic, but I'm with you of like binging is way better. So I let him stack up most of the time. But actually, I guess that's not true. I, I read them, but then I go back and read them. doesn't matter. Uh, the TV show, I'm exactly there with you. Where it was super weird of, uh, okay, cool. I was You're in and out of it in seven. Or wait, seven's when Negan's fully in? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like I was... When he debuts in season seven and the, the, the finish of the Eeny, Meeny, Manio episode, I thought that episode was awesome. And then we came away and everybody's like, it was too graphic. It was this, that, and the other. But I was like, 
I don't really feel that, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but then I was with you on that. started watching it, and I felt then it just started getting really awkward and weak, and I was like, what's happening? All right, cool. And then they went on mid-season break, and when they came back, I didn't realize they came back. It was similar to like uh, Smallville. When I had, when Smallville lost, not all importance to me, but like at the time, in terms of you need to watch this, it was just three weeks in, somebody finally hit us up in the morning show and was like, so Greg, what'd you think of Walking Dead last? I'm like, is it back? Mm-hmm. Oh, I've been back for three episodes, and I tried to force myself to watch it, and I just couldn't do it. And so I've been out the, from there, the mid-season finale, uh, I think I watched the season finale to try to figure out what's going on, which isn't hard because nothing really happens in the show. And then season eight, I haven't watched any of it, like any of it. And then I read the spoilers for the season eight mid-season finale, and I was like, oh, that's a really interesting take. I'm definitely going to come back for your next episode. So I guess that maybe they are trying to fix it and work it, which is why I'm with you in the subreddit that I'm on for Walking Dead, where it's like this. maybe they are ramping it up to actually end the season mm. or the show. I mean, I have to imagine they are. Eight seasons of anything is a really, really, really long time. I mean, sure. you're talking about, I think I started rewatching Friends, and I was like, how many seasons they did? Kevin, can you look at how many seasons Friends did? I thought it was 10. I think yeah. it was 10, yeah. And I'm like, fuck, man, that's a lot of TV. That's a lot. Now, granted, Friends did, I think, 24 episodes in a season. I don't think Walking Dead has been doing, I think, more than, what, 12 16. to 14 or something. Yeah, something like that. But still, I mean, that's a hard show to keep making. Oh, yeah, yeah. And you can tell, man, you can tell, like, Part of it is that um, with The Walking Dead, it's just people just don't watch TV on the same schedule that they used to anymore, and it's 100%. very easy to forget about something. And the fact that you have to go to your DVR and go and look at it and go, oh, there's four of these? Yep. Do I really want to go back down? I mean, like I honestly, just did with The Flash. I was like, do I really yep. want to go back down this road? We were talking about this today on Kind of Funny Games Daily, of just the fact that that is not a console race anymore. It's a race for your time, right, yeah. in terms of video games. Yeah. And it's the same. We've talked about it before. That, or, there's just too much to consume and want. And that's my thing of like, Man, you know, I stopped watching The Flash, which I was super into, and I still think it's a great show. But even when, it, like, the, oh, Crisis on Earth X is awesome. And it's, mm-hmm. all right, great. That is over two nights, four hours of content just dropped. And I look at it, and I'm like, I'd rather play Destiny. And so then it does, it becomes the persona problem for me of, like, looking at it, like, when do I have four? Even on a plane, yeah. even on a plane, I used to watch stuff, right? Now it's totally like, well, I'd rather play Mario. Yeah. Like, I just, I prioritize games at such a level that it's impossible for me to keep going on that. And that's why I think when Walking Dead finally was like, meh, okay, whatever. But, Telltale Walking Dead, I'll still play every Tuesday, you know, that it drops on PSN. I'm going to be right over it and on it. But what's interesting, because I want to call a spade a spade, I had done a topic a long time ago, two years ago now probably, I don't know, but it is Walking Dead, the new Star you're Wars. You're crazy. I remember saying you're crazy. Sure. Well, I mean, but here's my thing. Do you think the Walking Dead, because again, I'm not saying that is it the caliber of Star Wars mm. or this, that, or the other. Do you think I, I still think that it's very easy to end the show, keep the comics running, do your video games every so often like this over fucking kill one, right? And then in seven years, do a Walking Dead movie. Oh, I, I think, think that's the thing where I'm talking about. Is it a new Star Wars? I think with this franchise, this world, whether it's the AMC world or it's the comic world or it's the Telltale world, I think it's with us for a long, long, long time. Yeah, it's with, it'll be with us for a long time. But I don't think it'll. I don't know that it will be ever as culturally relevant as and it I was. I don't think like that was ever the case. Four, I was making. You know, no, 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 definitely not. But I, de- I mean, the property is so well known now that they, there's no way uh, that Kirkman and the group are going to let that die, especially from a mixed media perspective, yeah. right? There's that's gonna. I could see them like they've already tried to branch it off, obviously with *Fear the Walking Dead*, which I watched the first like few episodes of, and I was like, not going to get into this. Sorry, uh, they tried. First to do some season stuff was like. It was shaky, obviously. But first season, half of it was great. Half of it was terrible. Terrible season. Second yeah. season was like season oh, two started. I was like, "Fuck, fuck this. this! Get the fuck off this!" Supposedly, boat. 
Season three is not that bad, but I don't trust the people. No, I don't do that, that at all. I don't yeah, the problem is with with shows that are not that bad anymore. There's just no room for that. You have yep. to be great, or you're done. It's the same problem with games in 2017. I was I in mean, I, not in an argument, but I was talking to a kid uh, last night at the meet and greet at Polite, and it was the same thing. Like, oh, oh, no, how long did you play the game? I'm like, I don't know, 45 minutes. Or, oh, you got to give it 20 hours. And I went, fuck you. Fuck you and fuck that game. Yeah. Are you kidding me? No, I'm not gonna do that again. I let me let me let me say I misspoke. That's not a problem. That is a fucking great thing from a consumer's perspective. It is a huge problem from the content creator's perspective, right? We have people. All of us have zero attention span. So if you're making The Walking Dead, you cannot rest on your laurels, right? Because mm-hmm. at any given point, you might have a couple bad episodes in a row, and then boom, you lost half your audience. They're yeah. gone. Yeah. That's obviously hyperbole, but still, the sentiment is there of like from a content consumer perspective i fucking love it this is the best it's ever been flash is not as good as i want it to be it's out it's yeah. done jerry you know i just got hulu right gotta log in for that well Maybe so, i'll go back and watch seinfeld for all we know well that's the, that's it's the thing to me that's the thing about it too where it's like where the week-to-week programming of flash or supergirl or whatever show you want to insert here i like binging obviously on netflix more but netflix is interesting in the way that like oh with the exception of that one stranger things episode right Punisher isn't grabbing me anymore. These, this episode, that uh, two episodes in a row of Punisher means I'll never know what the hell happens in the rest of it, right? Yeah. Whereas with Walking Dead or Flash, if I come in and somebody's like, "Dude, well, Flash was awesome last night," oh, I'll go, "Oh, okay," and I'll just jump to that episode, yeah, and feel like I didn't miss it. I don't feel like they give you a little recap. What, yeah, I, I skip. By the way, I went back and did. I, I, I was like, oh, "Should I watch these?" I watched it. Didn't watch the Crisis on Earth X uh, crossover. I was like, "I don't want to watch that shit." Came back. They gave me a little uh, uh, preview. Preview. Flash. And I was like, "Cool, I'm good. Let's pick up the Devoe storyline. We're good yeah, to go. Yeah. I don't need that." Yeah. It's throw. I mean, to be honest, a lot of this content is throwaway content anyway, right? Not to say that the Flash isn't good, like isn't isn't good content. It's a very well made show, but it's not a show that I am so heavily invested in that I have to hang on it, right? It's not Breaking Bad, right? It's not Lost seasons one and two, you know. It's just it's 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 a guilty pleasure show. Where you're like, oh, I'm gonna sit down and watch this. Maybe I'll read a fucking you know a blog while I'm doing it, or my wife will read a magazine while we're doing it. We're not really paying attention to it. Um, the Walking Dead is is just different because. You know, The Walking Dead was a monumental, epic moment in TV. Every season premiere just crushing it the race. It crushed ratings. it, and then fucking off a yeah, cliff. Yeah, exactly. Off a cliff. That's out wild. Of the, and not, I don't want to say out of the blue, but I do feel like we turned a corner. Season seven, I mean, like, well, I, I watched that it, in Missouri, and like, it was like we were stopping everything, me and my uh, Hayes and his wife, to watch all that. I think that Walking Dead was the thing where it, it wasn't all of a sudden. I think it was all of a sudden for over the course of that the last hardcore season. people mm-hmm. it was all of a sudden for the people that like oh if, well if you made it this far you ain't leaving right and then we all left oh yeah well you know what it was and it's it's horrible to say but that last season dragged on too long the war between negan and rick they wanted to have culminate in the end and that last finale you were just like what is happening here this is a weird thing and then it's like hey everyone we're coming back happy go lucky and you're like no this was a like super depressing season uh, i just don't have i don't want the up and down anymore it just it's starting to feel artificial now it's unfortunate What's something that's lost all importance for you, Nick? Uh, bar culture. Ah. Yeah, I went out to Eric Hart's uh, birthday the other mm. day, and I was like, oh, this is fun, but you know what I really wish this wasn't in? A really loud bar. A really loud, crowded bar. And yeah. I got home, and my voice was hoarse, and I was yeah. coughing. And I was like, oh, why? oh right. 
I'm not used to screaming at my friends anymore in order to converse with them. I, yeah. I had a good time. Don't get me wrong, but I don't. I, right I just you. don't like that experience anymore. Now when we go look for bars, I'm like, can we find some place that's more of like a lounge or a Starbucks where we can all just sit and talk to each other like we are right now and intellectualize like nerdy comic book shows, you know, and talk about the things we care about. Because like, to you about the Flash. I'm also just like because I'm married, there's no real additional X factor to going to a bar, right? When you yeah. were single, it was like, hey, I'm going to go hang out with Tim, but who knows who I'll go home with? Spoilers, it was usually just me. Uh, I was just by myself. <laughs> and, and a burrito. A burrito. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, so but now all in all, win-win. I mean, no win-win. You know, burrito and porn, that's how most of my nights ended in my 20s, but then I met my wife, and now it's like, well, I've got someone to go home to, and she's there, and, and you there's know, a burrito. And there's still now burritos. Now there's a yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so it's, it's interesting, because as I see some of my friends who are still single, um, and they're single into their 30s, I'm like, this has to be wearing on you, man. Because I was thinking about it today on the drive in. I'm like, it's so funny to watch. We all, as much as we want to pretend like we're different, we go through the same things. Oh, Especially sure. like, you know, like everyone goes through that moment in their 20s where they're just figuring stuff out. And a large portion of us did that by going out and having these experiences and doing the bar thing. And then there's there was one point in my life where I hit it where I'm like, oh, yeah, this is, uh, this is just a variation on the same theme. I'm just sure. kind of like... I've been here before. I've done this before. This night has happened before. And you have that where you're like, I don't need this anymore. Like, I, I'm just beyond this. And then when you start going back there, yeah, you can still enjoy it. But it's lost that adventurous luster. Mm. And so for me, uh, nightlife culture has just very much shifted to now I just want to maybe get dinner with my friends and talk yeah, to them. If we're going to have cocktails. We're going to have cocktails there. But it's not going to be like, what? What? Like, I fucking cannot stand mostly because i mean to be honest the majority of my interaction with people and the joy that i derive from that is hearing them say funny things and me saying funny things back to them and making them laugh and you cannot fucking make people laugh when they when every word is what what and you have to scream the joke into their ear and it's like i'm not charming right now and i hate not being charming because i'm not much to look at <laughs> and it's not fun no. but you know what i mean it's like so much of so much of interaction is verbal and it's yeah. and that's that's part of it that's why i like going to like place like the palm house we sit on the fucking uh, we get the bar experience, but we're removed from it, and we sit no, on the yeah, patio. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So much. Well, I don't like it because the bar sucks. It's hard yeah, I don't to like trying to get to the bar. Yeah, it's but I do stuff. like being able to sit with you guys and See, just drink so, cocktails till the night's fucking done, and we're whatever. I totally agree with what you're saying, but I think that the the one thing that I disagree with is like talking about Eric's birthday in particular. That was the most fun I've had in so long. I had a good time. And I think it's because of the you people. Seen those people, in and a long you don't time. get that group of people together. Uh, unless there is like some but type of event. that bar was so fucking the bar loud. I fucking hate that But my problem but is, no Palm House, it doesn't, uh, and, and sitting at a table is not right either. No. Like, I don't think that there is a right scenario to have a bunch of people standing around in a quiet place talking unless you own the spot, right? That's fair. And I feel like that's the sad thing. Is well, I house wish, parties are fun for that. That's why when Greg throws house parties, it's fun it's to go great. to this place. But I wish that, that, that there was somewhere that was more loungy in that way because Palm House doesn't, Give a solution when you're sitting at a table and you you can only talk to yeah, people around. Yeah, can I talk to the two people around you know? me? And then that that that's a totally different situation. Whereas yeah. at least this, you can move around and there's different groups. But yeah, it sucks screaming over people and it sucks just fucking having to deal with all the shitty ass music that they play. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's one of the things that I think about that I'm over. Um, God, everything else I pretty much still do. <laughs> there's not too many things other than like I don't know. I mean like. I'm definitely, I don't miss dating. That's for sure. Sure. That's one of those things that I, I think about. I think about when I was younger and I had a constant need of to try to get attention from the opposite sex. And I just like somewhere along the lines, right when I got, I met my wife and then, you know, it wasn't like a, oh, 
like this is the moment where my where I just don't need this anymore. But somewhere I just transitioned to going like, hey, I got this actually awesome thing, and like maybe I'll just take all that time of, that I needed to stoke my right. ego of like flirting with girls, and I'll just put the majority of that over into this thing, right? <laughs> The rest goes to comedy. The rest, yeah, the rest goes to comedy. Uh, but, but, no, that's a yeah, great yeah, one. I mean, I understand like, you're talking about that because that it's it's crazy to be with Jen and be like, that's legitimately all I want is yeah. to go home and be with her. And so that because I do remember when it was like we'd all go out every night to Eddie Rickenbacker's or whatever. And I'm not saying <laughs> you're chasing it. Is that place still there? Yeah, but now yeah. it's all hoity-toity. They is totally it? They saw that it, fat so. cat with one leg. No, Mr. Higgins died and we went to his funeral. You should have come. <laughs> oh, Mr. Man, Higgins sorry. died, I sent, right? a fly, I sent some catnip for him. They buried it with we him. Had a, I have photos of the poster you all, we all signed or whatever because they they had a memorial service for <laughs> Mr. Higgins. <laughs> it was awesome. You think that cat was going to die? It was like 400 pounds. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. Uh, but... And I'm not putting down that, right? But it is that thing of nowadays I would never, like, you know, every time I see an Instagram from Joey and she's at Marty's Trivia or whatever on yeah. Thursday, I'm like, oh, yeah, I used to like doing that, but I don't miss it. You know, Goldfarb yeah. will hit me up once in a, uh, a month or so and be like, you want to come tonight? And I usually have something else or Jen and I are cooking or we're getting ready to go somewhere. But mm -hmm. it's just like, no, I'd rather go home and bullshit around with her, cook dinner, and then watch a movie or hang out or play games or... I know, it's it's weird to say, but like, um, Tim called me last night and was and was like, hey, there might be a possibility that you can... Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if I'm like... Kevin Kamala talked about that or no? Yeah, yeah Kevin obviously got to see Star Wars a little early and, he, and Tim called me and was like, hey, man, I might be able... There might be another ticket. Do you want to go? And I had blocked off this night as sort of like date night with, yeah, yeah, yeah. with D because... Um, Tuesday uh, tonight I've got a lot of open mics uh, Wednesday we have a shoot that's going to go probably late and then Thursday of course is Last Jedi which she's coming to which is great but it's still going to be <laughs> still, still going to be big energy and it does, it's not just her and I and I didn't even skip a beat I was like no I'm yeah. going to go home and hang out with my wife yeah like it's just I want I crave that experience I need that closeness I need to be in a quiet room with the person I love most in the world right and, and that's the same out. thing I mean like the, uh, once in a while or not once once in a while so, yeah like you know a developer or a voice actor friend or someone who's yeah. in town on a weird offshoot, but I have something planned and it's like, not even rage, but like, oh, no, I already have a, I have a date night plan. Right. Like, I got to go do that. And I am, and I don't feel bad about it. No, Whereas yeah. in, I think in before I would have, you know, moved to heaven and earth and done all this different stuff to move where it's like, no, nah, like, nah, that's what I want to go do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's the other thing. Catch me from the hours of, you know, nine to five, the normal business. Hours. Exactly. Yeah. yeah I'm not going to do a podcast for the most part. It's seven in the evening anymore. Right now. Even though we did no, last no. week. Those Fucking Dan Riker. You know well, Riker, you got to make a special. Special uh, exception for you got to. He's really East here. Coast now guy. Yeah. And the way he eats, he will not be around for long. Ooh, no, talk about wedding man. What are you gonna do? You know, Ma, you know the importance. It's a weird one, right? Because it's not doesn't mean it doesn't. It doesn't matter at all to anybody. But like, I find it interesting. Like this season, like, this season for NFL, I just don't care at all. Hmm. And it's I've never really pegged you as a big NFL but guy. The, well, this is the thing I, Colin and I used to always talk about. Yeah, I was like, gonna say, Colin would be like, when the Jets Col were playing, Colin would be like, if you no, 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 no. Well, that's the thing. Like, Colin, <laughs> it, Colin it, is an NFL fan, or yeah. was, at least when he we, he was hanging out with us, and like would watch every game. And I remember even re when before he left, he was talking about the fact that he was falling out of that. But like, I was always the Bears fan. I'm like, all right, cool. It's 10 o'clock. I'm waking up. I'm going to underdogs. I'm going to watch this game. I'm going to buy the NFL Sunday ticket. I am going to, like, I, we'd be at, like, uh, I remember, uh, uh, we went and filmed the gauntlet and like mm. I had my Sunday ticket going on my phone to watch it and Gus had his going and stuff like that. I was always a Bears guy and I always talked about that. Like I wasn't uh, an NFL guy. Yeah. And yeah, it was yeah. like last last year was the first year where I think I didn't do season pass because I was treat, I was going with I was going back and forth to Montreal so much that it just didn't make sense. Me and Jen were always on the road and it was just that thing of like I guess I didn't ever put this together. I guess it's because of finding Jen I guess where it was just like hey like I, no nah, I'm not going to be 
visiting you and take three hours to watch this game that, yeah. for a team that's awful. <laughs> not, that, not that if they <laughs> were good, win. I'd yeah. watch either. But it translated to this year, where again, we travel more than most, I guess. But I could not tell you fucking goddamn thing about the Bears this season. Like, Andy will come in. Like, I used to, you know, check in on ESPN and do more stuff and just see what was happening. Not be like a fan of the NFL, but know what was going on. At least through like, just even, you know, in-game things during the Bears, I'm telling stuff. And like, and he's like, you see Gronk do this thing? I'm like, no, when did that happen? Like, he's like two weeks ago. I'm like, Jesus Christ, really? Like, I'm that far removed from mm-hmm. something that like, I was like, oh, fuck, make sure the jersey's clean. We're going to this thing. We're doing that thing. Oh, man, are they, <laughs> oh, the Bears playing in SF this year? We're going to go tickets there. And I used to always try to get home for at least one game with Noonan and Poe and stuff. It's just not important. That's crazy. I didn't me. realize it was. It used to be that important to you. That's wild. Because yeah. I well, never like, really hear you talking about another it. Another good know? example of it too was just like you know like uh, unboxing uh, ornaments this year because it's the first time I've, since Jen's there and loves Christmas. It's the first time I've had a Christmas tree since Missouri, so like a decade. And That's so I'm awesome. unboxing this, and there's a I I have bears ornaments in the box, but one of the boxes I opened, I took a photo of it, it's sealed, but it's a a Budweiser box, right for a twelve of those like aluminum bottles, but it's I. I sealed it up and it's uh, this was this was packed on whatever the date was in January uh, the day the day the Bears advanced the Super Bowl versus and I had like the score and everything and it's just like yeah like that I remember crying after that game you know what I mean opening champagne calling Poe from I was in Missouri he was in uh, I think Illinois maybe Wisconsin and like Minnesota and like oh man that was such a thing and it's like I don't think it's a fair weather thing because the Bears have been awful my entire fucking life. You know, I mean? the cognizant life, obviously, 85. Mm-hmm. But it's just a weird thing of like, oh, man, like I used to move heaven and earth to see that game and mm-hmm. see what was going to go on. And it's just like over time just became less and less to like now where it's like, all right, no, I can tell you the record. Don't know anything that's going on. Do you feel like maybe if they started getting good, you might come back into the fray? I, I, I it, This is what I was saying that. Losing importance, I don't think means it has no importance to you. Mm. Like, right, I'm still a Bears fan. I still have my stuff and everything. I don't th- I don't think it would be a switch flip in terms of, like, oh, so I'm like, yeah, I'm all the way back in. Maybe, I mean, if they were, like, if they were going to go and if they were, like, running to the playoffs or something, and it was, I would look into doing it and try to get back to, like, a playoff game with Poe or something like that. But, again, that's more about the people and the tradition than it is about mm. that. And I, I don't say this to disqualify me from ever caring about them again or you know going and watching right. games or whatever I, I imagine one day it will be like a light switch where i'm like man i could go i go for some football and watch that you okay yeah here i got tissues i got oh, tissues yeah, thank you there's paper towels they're not real <laughs> tissues it's well, my favorite because they're durable i don't want yeah, like real tissues yeah. but it's just it was weird how it, like i just got snuffed out one day almost where i was just like i just i put so much importance on watching every one of these games and like why yeah. Why am I doing this? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's always been my thing with sports as well. Like, I, I obviously make fun of you guys for sports and a lot of other things that, come on, let's be honest, you deserve. But um, with sports in general, I'm just like, I don't know how people can care about something for that long. And I love it. And I think that's that's cool that they love it, rather. I yeah. love that they love it. Um, I've just never cared that much about a team or a thing like that. Well, it goes like, back to something we talked about on the show in the recent weeks, right? Continuity. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what mm-hmm. it is. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's a shared moment. The, the shared sporting event is something that and I understand not well you like UFC so I do you like get UFC. there yeah, I, definitely, so you, I get it you I just get have that, never yeah, been yeah. the kind of like if I miss a UFC fight and it's not a very big fight I just look yeah. at the recap and read it and I'm like okay cool this person yeah, won, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Um, I like to be there for the big milestones obviously because I like I like to be on Twitter I like seeing Devin Sawa fucking talking shit to people yeah, and all yeah, stuff, yeah. even though he swore he never he wasn't going to do it anymore but he still does go um, get him Devin yeah uh, idle hands too make it happen but you know I love I love watching that I love watching Brennan Chobb and all the hashtags and all these things that are going on yeah, so yeah. it's really cool to be a part of that so I get where that comes from 
from. Um, but like, if my wife was like, "Hey, I really don't want you to watch this big fight. I'd rather go out with you." I'd be like, "All right, cool." Sure. Yeah. You know, I'll, I'll catch it later, or maybe yeah, I'll yeah. record it or something. Like, I don't necessarily need to be a part of it because you know, oh, part of that is also that there's a, there's two huge fights every month. Yeah. Too. yeah. So That's like, a good point. there's it's not like I have a team. I have lots of fighters that I kind of follow a little bit, but I don't really have a dog. You know, uh, a horse in that race. I was gonna say dog in that fight, but a horse in that race. Um, I don't know which. It's the horse in the it's race. The you nailed it. You nailed yeah, it right you, there. You, you nailed, nailed it. Thank you. I'm gonna stop. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I just, I just, it, it's just so weird for me. Like, if the UFC started sucking, if all of a sudden they didn't get good fighters, yeah, I would not be like, oh, I'm gonna stick around with this and watch all these fights. I'd be like, no, I'm gonna go over to like some other whatever that next organization is that gets the good fighters. I'm gonna watch them. So it's weird to me that people. Like, you know, Andy's got the Spurs. He loves the Spurs. If the yeah. Spurs don't do well, it doesn't matter. It's the Spurs, right? Um, yeah, yeah. You know, we had Mia Khalifa on the other day, and she was like a diehard Redskins fan. And it's like, it's 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 crazy to me that it almost gets built up into like, it, I mean, it's a cult, right? Like, you're, you're a part of this like ideology that's built around this team. And like, you're not a real fan if you haven't been there from the beginning of it. And you're fair weather. And like, I've been their fan for 29 years. You're 20. I'm better than you. Like, all those, all that weird like competition aspect of it, which I get, it just doesn't, it doesn't appeal to me in that regard sure. you know luckily i've got my wife addicted to chicken wings now yeah. so if i bribe her with chicken wings she'll let me watch the fight plus y'all know d doesn't like to leave the house past five so right yeah we'll not do she's it good. so if the fight starts at seven she doesn't have a choice chicken wings and she also likes watching the women fight as well because she thinks it's kind of cool and brutal so i get her with that good job yeah, thank you tim what's your topic my topic is high school reunions high school have we never done this topic no we've definitely never that's done crazy i don't know why we would before i mean there was never like contextually relevant not that any of this show is but there you go no, no, good that, point. That's good point. i don't feel like that any of us would have just brought that i mean up. i know because i love to i mean the subject's awesome i love the, this the reason i bring it up is i am about to go to mine next Ooh, week yeah you you're are going boy. to it so okay so 10 year reunion 10 year reunion okay. so i've been out of high school for 10 years which Jesus. blows my mind um and i wanted to you know i don't want to go <laughs> take a wild guess at what next year would be for me <sighs> Now, <laughs> God damn you, Kevin. For le- I mean, is it 20? Is it leaving? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm 38 next year, so that would be a 20 years. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah, 18. That. That's an easier way to do it. I was trying to dial it backwards. I graduated in 01, right? So this, is, this would be my 16th. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're, you're going to this. So I'm going. I don't want to go. Why and I, I would not go. It's the type of thing where it's just like, I, I have so many reasons why I'm like, I, Lay this, on it's me. a waste I of my time. I well, I want to start by saying that my ex-girlfriend, my first girlfriend I ever had was the, oh, fuck, I'm going to get this wrong, valedictorian or like, she's a, whatever the fuck. Maybe she was valedictorian. She's she class the, president or maybe, class vice maybe president. That, yeah. she's, she's the organizing one responsible the high, yeah, for this. And she's class president. Yeah. So she had to do that shit. At least that's it wasn't my high school. And, and it's like, and we're friends. And it's like, I'm not going to like be a dick. Like she hit me up and was like, "Hey, you gotta come. If you come, that means your friend group. Current will come. come. Alfred, yeah. all these people will come. Yeah. Well, Current's Burke. putting his foot down. He's straight up just like, I'm fucking not tell Kurt. I, I see respect Kurt in the gym that every three days. He's tell being Kurt a, if he's fucking being a little straight up asshole there. about it. And if you're watching the show, come you fucking asshole. Uh, but come on, Kurt, you're uh, the rest now. of the group. Go. Don't the do it, Kurt. Gonna go. And it's because we, we, you know, it's like whatever we're doing this, and there's money being put into this and all this shit. It's like such a what's that fucking mean? You're getting a limo. Well, no, no like, no, no, that, no, no. and that's like, thing about that's why my like I'll continue. Yeah, I was gonna say, what is it? Wait, hold on. What is it? The, the class president and people need to pay for the event? Yeah, they have to figure uh, out. And so it's like, so yeah. So, so they, this is what are you, are you, you paying for it? You giving them money? Yeah, 
No, my thing is like I'm. Yeah, I get free tickets for it because I donated thing like giveaway things for for them to like for raffles and whatever. Tickets to kind of funny live for. No, no, it was uh, Bioshock Collector's Edition. (laughs) Uh, But whatever. Um, But I was like, fuck it, I'm gonna buy the tickets anyway because like I'm just I'm just trying to support this stuff. I always say support people who support people, and it's just like if they're trying to do this thing, I'm like, all right, I'm gonna I want to actually help this cause. They're just trying to give a good time to people, even though I don't give a crap and I don't want to do this. Like, I'm going to do it. It's one night of mine. Who the hell cares? Uh, but what were you going to say? Oh, no. that's That was the weird thing about it to me was that when my 10-year high school reunion came, my the president of uh, our class at the time didn't want to. He didn't do shit. Mm. And so it was an informally uh, organized thing based off of a couple of my friends from back in the day that were like, hey, we should probably do something. Like, this is this is coming up, and so they just kind of put it together. But I always had it, this is gonna sound fucking weird, but I always had it in my mind that like, somehow the high school paid for it. Like, it sounds right like when you like we, like we invested money, like a yeah. pension plan, and then when we Jesus. hit 10 years, no, they just right threw us an event. I'm right there with you, that sounds right. That sounds right, And right? then you think about How it, you're like, How the fuck else oh, no. would you know, oh wait, I was the president, oh wait, I should do this, oh wait, I should sell tickets to this, and like, how, how do you even know where to start with that? Yeah, I, I, didn't, I did not go to my high school. So both of you did not go to your no, I did, no. and I regret it. I regret it. I, we had a very informal, because again, it wasn't like, hey, this, it was, Someone who wasn't in the, I think he was, I think uh, his Janitor. wife was, uh, who we graduated with, they got, ended up getting married. She was in student body, but I, they weren't president. They weren't supposed to be responsible for this, but they took it upon themselves to do it. They threw a very informal thing at a banquet hall, the Mission Inn, I think, in, in uh, Riverside. And I, I, I could have probably made it, but I chose not to because I was like, I don't really want to do that. And then I started, my buddy Stu went. You guys know Stu. Stu! Big old Stu from uh, Wheatley Cool Vids. Um, he went and he's like, Nick, you should have gone, man. And I was like, well, I was like, I don't know, man. It's just, I don't know that I, I see the people that I want to see still. And he goes, but this was everyone that you didn't know you wanted to see. He was like, this were all the homies, the people that like you, we used to love in high school. We just drifted apart from, and it'd be interesting for just, it's just one night to go back and reconnect with those people. And it's fucking, he was like, it's fucking weird. Cause it's like a time capsule. Cause you <clears> see that girl you had a crush on. And you're like, Whoa, we're 10 years older now. Like just exploring those emotions still for just one. I mean, Grant, I exploring think Stu was, your body. I think Stu was like, uh, either dating or married to his wife at this point so it wasn't like it was anything crazy for him but he's like just being back in that, that feeling that nostalgic high school feel again was a powerful thing for him yeah um and actually if i'm not mistaken we did ours and it was i think ours and the huh. year after Plus. us so it was 98 99 See, so the graduating classes awesome. Fuck that, that. i don't want to be around those kids i'm looking at i'm just like oh the 08 kids i want them to be there too yeah, like you that should would tell add some to spice it, right? to this whole thing I'm talking about um it. well we're actually we i've invited some of my friends that are 08 to try to get yeah. them to come too but uh so my thing going into this is i know my high school experience i had a lot of friends they are still my friends now. Most of them were my friends in middle school. I never left San Francisco. A lot of them did. They came back. Everyone knows this. They understand my friend group. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I, I in a very real way, see the people I want to see. Sure. My high school reunion happens every couple weeks. It's like I have this group that is the same people I hung out with then. Mm-hmm. Then there is a whole bunch of people that I don't see that often. But I could call them up anytime I yeah. wanted to. I see them at the mall every once but in a while. Won't. And, say and hi. that's the thing. This is like, but it's like it but forces them, you though. to, but it forces you to be in a social setting with these people and just talk to them for a second. I think it'd be a very powerful thing. Didn't for did uh, for your generation a little bit for mine? Uh, I mean, you're a little bit later. I was before the car. Yeah, exactly. Didn't doesn't Facebook just so replace yeah, so all that, this shit? That's my thing too. Is a lot of the things going into it for me, and I. 
I can't believe I'm going to this thing. But at this point, I am kind of excited just to see how it all goes. But is it at the school? No, it's not. So it's it's at a really cool. See, I imagine everything's like gross point blank. Where you go back, it's Fucking at the school. Movies the school ruin this for all. You. Movies ruin this for no, everybody. Yeah, everybody. Of like, I might have, and I wouldn't have, but I might have thought about going back for mine if it was at the school. Yeah. But it was it was similar to yours where it was like. Hey, they're doing a thing in a bar in Chicago or whatever, and then dinner. I'm like, I don't. Know. And mm. first off, I fucking hated high school. I Poe and Noon and like in camps, I stay in touch with not fuck everybody else, but like, I don't care. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I, once in they a great while, everyone else. Jen forces me to use Facebook all the time, and I'm an old man. I don't understand it. But it's every so often, I'll be like, Oh, what about this that. person? And find I'm like, Oh, there they are. I don't want to fucking message him or talk to him. I just wanted to check in, see how many kids they have. See, I'm I'm the polar opposite of you. I hated college, loved high school, yeah. loved high school. Like high school, I mean, some, of my high best, school some of my best memories came from high middle school. Middle school is my favorite of them all. Uh, I didn't like middle school that much. Actually, middle school was good, but high school was the bomb, the bomb for me. Like that was when I really kind of came into my own and was like, oh, I I, I want to take leadership roles in these organizations that I'm in. Really embrace music, theater, like being, you know, that's what I always talk about. Like led me on the road to being in, inter- in entertainment mm-hmm. and new media. Like today, I just I would not have been the same person without high school. So it's interesting that I chose to like, I don't know, and looking at it emotionally, like maybe I'm like, there's some weird egotistical part of me that didn't want to go to my tenure because I quote unquote, wasn't the person that I wanted to be at so the time. That's, you know? So that's what's funny with, for me going into this. It's like, all right, I don't really necessarily need to go because I see all these people all the time. My high school's literally four blocks away. Yeah, it's we like, drive past them on the way to Chipotle every it's, time. It's, it's insane where it's it's right there. I, I don't have like that. You gotta get Tim out of Northern California. That, that need to come back. <laughs> uh, but they're getting a dope ass restaurant in Japantown yeah. that I've been to a bazillion times and it's like, it's it's a nice space for this type of thing. And I'm like, okay, that's gonna be cool. But then I think about it, I'm like, all right, cool. So what are the, the other good things about a 10 year anniversary? You get to go back and see all the people you had a crush on or whatever, mm-hmm. this and that. And like, maybe you have a Great. Guess what? For single people, this sounds awesome. Oh my god, I'm not single, so it's like bang I'm not out, going into it out. with that type of like mindset. Oh no, if yeah, I mean that's the other thing too. Like yeah, I can, judging based off of the little information I got from mine, had I been single, it would have been it's a different. It's a fuckathon. It would have been a different ball game for yeah. sure. So for so sure. I'm going to this thing. It's like, all right, cool. I don't have that. To look forward to. Uh, then you continue on. You just got to go home and fuck Gia. Well, no, no, no. That's what I'm saying. But in terms of, I, I could, I would do that I without know. going to a freaking, not family reunion, a, a reunion. Like, so incentive for me to want to go. There's, there's not that level, right? Like some of the single people I know would fucking pay to be there. And they'd have to because they have to buy tickets to yeah, this shit. Yeah, naturally. Uh, you got to support. But then the other thing is to go there and fucking Food throw your dick around trees. and be like, look how cool I am. Right. Like, it's the Romeo and Michelle thing of, you know, inventing Show up in a, uh, post-it notes. Yeah. But, um, I can't believe you watched that movie recently. Yeah, I recently watched it. It was, it was something. Did you watch that because of this? Uh, yeah, actually. I think it was. Started just, talking about yeah, high school reunion. Like, oh, let's watch that movie. Um, but thinking about my high school, it's so interesting because it's like I live a pretty damn cool life. Yeah, you're a cool right? guy. You I get to watch. I, I've kept up with everyone on Facebook or like in Facebook in my generation. Everyone knows everything. Yeah. So it's like th- there's no way people don't know what I do if they are all on on media the at all. Yeah. And it's like cool. So they get that. Guess what? What I do isn't that impressive. I went to one of the smartest high schools in America. Everyone there is going to be freaking rich as fuck and hella successful. There's not that same level of fuck you. <laughs> Maybe, but you're still going to have something really fun to talk about, right? And that's like, I I mean, I've ta- I talk to all sorts of people about us because I love talking about what we do to people. It's also incredibly hard to describe what we do to people in one sentence because like, what do you do? I'm like, well, <laughs> follow me on this. Um, 
But people are always fascinated by it. Because like, my wife has uh, a lot of clients that she works with. And like, I'll go to the client parties with her every once in a while. And they'll be like, I mean, these guys are fucking, they're like loaded. right? They're, like, they're all finance people. They're all hedge fund people. And they're like, yada, 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 this, that, money, power, bought someone, sold someone, whatever the fuck, right? And they go, what do you do? And I'm like, oh, I'm an internet influencer. And they're like, what does that mean? I'm like, well, I make YouTube videos and podcasts and people listen to those. We have a big community and they support us and we make money that way. And they go, that's a real job? And I go, yeah. And then I just become, the coolest. people are like, whoa. Because they can see how much I fucking love doing what we do. Yeah. And there's that dead part of them that realizes they're only doing it for the money <laughs> that goes, wow, this guy's really got it together. Like, he's wearing vans and they look like he needs a new pair of vans, but like, he's got a that, black eye. Yeah, he's got his face beat up for some reason. Um, but yeah, I think, I think it'd be worth going just to share kind of what you're doing with people, you know, and, and, and hearing it from you. I think it's exciting. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited. <laughs> you just do this, like, yeah. no, I'm, got, well, I'm, I, well, I, I'm saying, like, you know, now, don't do I've it. I've now don't come go. full circle on it. Where I mean, now that I, I'm going, it's been decided. Yeah, I'm like looking into it, and like I'm looking on Facebook, and I'm seeing all the people that are invited, I'm seeing the people saying they're going, and all of a sudden, I'm like, this is, it's interesting. Like a lot of these people, I'm like, I don't, I don't know that I ever cared to talk to you or see you again, but whatever. And I, I will say that my class. Good on them. They're fucking a successful bunch. They're a good looking bunch. Yeah. Everyone's, it turned out fucking well fun. for them. For most of them. Yeah. Not yeah. so much for my class. Really? Yeah. yeah I can't think of too so many people. We'll that see. Are and crazy we'll, I'll give you guys an update on how this goes. But I hope someone fucks someone. Like, I hope someone fucks someone. I hope someone, 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 fuck someone. someone fucks someone that like wanted to fuck them. I want someone that I know. I want someone. Oh, you mean like I always know. had this crush on this girl and then you see him and you reconnect and you yeah. bang? Yes. That I is what high school. That. that is someone along the way was like. I didn't get to have sex in high school. And that man's name was Nick Scarpino. No, mm -hmm. someone was like me that graduated and was like, I have a genius idea. Okay, I'm successful now. I could probably go back and actually make an impression on that girl I had a crush on. Let's get a reunion together. Yeah. And that's how high school reunion started. Mm. Guarantee it. Yeah. I have to feel like maybe just because I just hated high school so much, like it was just like, Salted the earth kind of thing. I'm just like, all right, I don't want to see a little bridge. And you're like dynamite. No, no, I don't mean blow bridges because I don't have the people. I have no problem sure. with. But it's also just like I say, I kept in touch with the ones that were like super close. And it's like, I guess maybe because our lives are small talk. Coming off of P uh, yet another convention of like, what's the best thing you've seen to the show? When did you get in? You know, you know yeah. like the same question yeah. you ask everybody at E3 and everything else. Yep. I don't need to go. Be like, oh, so how many kids you got? What do you do now? Oh, you fucking work downtown? Cool. Gave up on your dreams? Fuck you. And then I put on a spaceman outfit. And I space man out. <laughs> I, was thinking, you know. I went through a, a train of thought where I'm like, should I try to convince us I'll to go. go to my fucking I'll go to your fucking But yeah. then I realized that that's not going to be fun for anybody. Yes, it will. Because let's pretend that I went to high school with you and no one remembers me. <laughs> I'm in. You're I'm a teacher. You're like, a this teacher. guy looks a little old to have gotten it now, guys. I am 28 years old today. I would love more than anything to go and you, me and Nick just work the check-in desk. All right, sign here. We have like things that say people's names and like... <laughs> Oh, it's just our names. It's like, yeah. were you in? Oh, yeah, we were in homeroom together. Don't you yeah, yeah, we had biology together. Just give me so some weird things I, that I, I would I would know. Some Nobody else except people who went to Lowell would know. Yeah. Remember like, how we couldn't leave campus to go to the mall? Anyways, bye, guys. It's like the scene from Gross Point Blake where the guy walks in and he's clearly like super old and he's the kickboxer, like assassin guy. He's like, yes, I am Edward Smith or whatever the fuck it was. It's a good scene. I love it. I'm into it. Nick? Yeah. What's your topic? Second topic. Skydiving. I went skydiving. Now, uh, my wife has been kind of putting a bug in my ear. 
for the last few years of like she read an article somewhere that was like hey couples Let's should do, do something, something crazy. crazy and dangerous together because apparently it releases like mass amounts of dopamine or some other hormone that bonds you <laughs> whatever the bonding hormone is and she's like we should do this this would be fun now granted we travel together and we get that similar experience where it's like this is challenging we have to bond we have to come together as a team to overcome you know when they don't have our king size bed ready for us at the nice hotel that she booked for us you know um so she said skydiving and i'm like of course i said yes and then i'm like if i don't ever say anything we'll never do it right yeah. but then i forgot who i was married to because my wife keeps copious notes in a i shit you not a handwritten calendar and we'll put things on the calendar of like hey remind nick about skydiving and so last year i got out of it because we did a hot air balloon thing that freaked me the fuck out and i will never do that again this year I she was like remember that i went to morocco and we did a hot air balloon <laughs> yeah. and i Got in, I was like, this is gonna be fun. And I shit you not, about 10 feet off the ground, I was like, whoa, 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 we're getting high, it's getting fast. And I had a bad reaction to it where I had to like sit down in the basket for a little bit. Eventually, I, I got, I was like, oh, we're gonna be fine, it's fine. But like, it just dawned on me yeah. that we were thousands of feet in the air and there was nothing between us and the balloon, ground except for the fucking balloon. And now, when you think balloon, what do you think? Balloons pop naturally, right? Sure. You wanna pop them. This thing pops, I plummet to the earth. Like, yeah. it's eerie. Were you in the just, wicker basket? Yes. Yeah. And you're in a basket and it's super quiet. And there's no wind, and you're like, this is weird because I feel like I'm in a skyscraper, but there's no, there's nothing underneath me, mm. right? My wife was fine. That the, we had a dude that was traveling with us. No, that was literally hanging off the side with a selfie stick, like tipping the basket. I'm like, yo, motherfucker, die on your own time. This is my shit, right? Yeah, I paid for this. The guy uh, that's that's running the hot air balloon is like, uh, oh, I go way like he's like, see that guy right there? That's a competitor. We go way higher. We're gonna go as high as planes. And I'm like, why? <laughs> why? <laughs> That's a it. that's the plane space up there. That's yeah. where the planes yeah. fly. I don't want to go there. Let's Give go below balloon where height. the balloons fly. Balloon yeah. So uh, when my wife was He's like, like giving go. you oxygen masks, He's like we're yeah, going, we're, we're gonna we're, halo jump. We're like, red bowling this yeah. one. <laughs> we're going up. Uh, so so my wife's kind of like that, and, and and so she was like, yeah, for my birthday this year, like I don't want you to get me a present. I just want you to take me skydiving, plan the day. What you just let me know what's good. She likes to be you know because I'm not a planner. I, yeah. I do we do all this stuff when I go home. This last thing I want to do is plan one more thing. Yeah. And so I was like, cool. So I planned the day where I was like, okay, we're gonna go skydiving around lunch because that's what I called the guy and he was like, if you come, this time of year is perfect because it's cold, which means visibility will be better for whatever reason. Um, if you come at noon, that means all the cloud coverage will be burnt off. So I was like, okay, cool. We're gonna get breakfast first and then we're gonna go at noon and then we're, I'll find a restaurant for us to go to, uh, which I found a barbecue place called Speakeasy Barbecue up in Nevada, which is actually pretty good. Um, and so I'm like, but I think I'm gonna freak out because this is combining two of the phobias that I, one I knew I had, one I didn't know I had until a hot air balloon, which like I didn't know that, I, that heights freaked me out, but I do know that small planes definitely freak me out because I'm still dealing with like a little bit of claustrophobia here. So I'm like, I will see what happens. I can't believe you did this. I can't. Nick either. Scarpino jumping out of a plane. It did. Yeah, that's insane. How, How small was the plane? It's a set. It's a Dude. Cessna. Okay. It's like a Widowmaker. Okay. It's like. Two little, yeah. I mean, it's tiny. It's the tiniest thing you can imagine. Like okay. you, you are strapped in, right? Yeah. You get in, they get in, and they put their feet here, so and then so it's me. You're tandem jumping. Yeah, we're tandem jumping. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I didn't do the I didn't do the eight hour long like class where you get certified, and you get to jump by yourself. I was sure. like, oh, I don't want to be in charge of pulling the shoot at the wrong time because it's no, no, we're good. Um, so we get there, we get to this nice place. We went to uh, Skydive Golden Gate, which is this little tiny, like a little skydive outfit up in Nevada. Really nice people, really cool. The guy called me a couple times to confirm and like answered all my questions. Really nice guy. Um, so I recommend you go there. They made us feel safe. They were cool. We met the people we were going to jump with. Um, and so my wife and I really weren't freaking out. And I was like, oh, I'm going to start freaking out at some point. It's going to happen. But 
it just hasn't happened yet because we're still on the ground, right? Get in the car to go over to the, the plane because the runway that they take off at is under construction, so we had to take off out of Petaluma. So I had a good 30-minute ride, think about how much I was going to freak out. I'm like, probably going to freak out. Gets the plane. I'm like, that plane's super small. Never been near one of these. This is going to be not good. My wife's smiling. She's super excited. And I think it was because she was so like, this is going to be cool. Then I'm like, all right, I guess, you know, I guess I'll just go with this until inevitably the door shuts and I start freaking out. And I asked the guy, I was like, do people freak out? And what happens if that happens? You know, I always like to have a little security blanket of like, if I freak out, it's I want to be able to know that if I'm not going to jump, we're just not going to jump. We're going to land, whatever. And the guy's like, uh, no, I mean, people freak out and it's really, it's really not a good thing to do up there because you have to ride the plane back down and that's not a fun experience. You want to go out of the plane. And I'm like, okay, well, at what point do they freak out? And he goes, usually they're fine until the door opens. Yeah. And then the reality hits them that they're taking the quickest way possibly down to the ground, which is just to jump the fuck out. Yeah. No, that, and that makes I, sense. And I stand by that. Yeah. Uh, you rode with the door open. So the that was the thing. It, I was totally fine. I was hyped. I was like, fuck yeah, let's go. And like, there was video footage and it's like, they shot the vlog for me. Oh yeah, yeah. They did the same thing. I have that. I'm like, how do you feel? And all this stuff. And it's just like, okay, cool. Let's go. And I was super hyped. And we get on the plane and it was me and like maybe four of my other friends and two of them had done it before. How big was your plane? Because mine was tiny. Mine would not have fit four more people in there. I mean, it was fucking, it was real tiny. But I mean, we were scooched in like, okay, dick to ass. Yeah, the yeah, entire yeah, way. Yeah. Best part. Best and uh, so, so they two of them had done before, and two of us haven't. And I was the only one doing video, which means that there's a th- uh, third guy. So someone's first? attached to me, and then there's a third guy that jumps out. Oh, and, see, my guy had just you. a GoPro on his arm the entire time, so he was just like this. Oh. and one was taking pictures, and one was taking video. Oh, interesting. Such a cool yeah, setup. we had a, a separate guy okay. that had GoPros all over him, and I have, I have a bunch of different angles of it. It's, That's it's pretty freaking awesome. cool. Um, but yeah, so we had like a dedicated camera guy, so I had to go first, which meant I was closest to the door. So I'm sitting, and the door is right next to me. Mm-hmm. Like there's, it's not even a foot away. It's less than a foot away, and uh, like I could put my if I moved my foot up, it'd be out the plane. And uh, then the guys attached to me, there wasn't even a seatbelt. There wasn't anything. We're just in this plane and there's a guy attached to me. And like, I, if I just like pulled him through at any point, we would have just been out of the plane. Like that seems See, that's, very scary. That's weird to me because when I got in the plane, the first thing I felt was someone like he was here. And he's like, hey, do you see this? And I'm like, yeah. He goes, that you, that, you know what that is, right? And I looked down. I was like, oh, is it a seatbelt? I'll like, put a seatbelt on you. You know how to unbuckle these, right? And it's your standard airline seatbelt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, it was a safety check. He was like, you understand I'm putting a seatbelt on you. If for whatever reason this plane, you have to get out of this plane, you have a seatbelt on you. And I'm like, okay. Which I like. I like when you explain things to me like a fucking child yeah. when I'm in a dangerous situation. I don't want you to be like, let's fuck it. You understand. I'm like, talk to me about the you dynamics got all this. Let's of the go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like them to explain it to me in song, but maybe that's just me. Well, you are a Hakuna Matata kind of uh, guy. Uh, so, no, we're the, we did not have seatbelts. And I'm sitting on this thing. And the, the chairs, it's like this little like bench that you're kind of on. And you're just straddling it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, I, I've never felt that unsafe in my entire life because I was just like yeah I just fucking pulled forward like we're out of the goddamn yeah. plane and so we start we take off and I'm like oh they're not gonna close the door and no. they just left the freaking door no, open that would be and terrible. as we're going up I'm just looking out seeing us get higher and higher and higher it's just right there and I'm like that's that is when I just freaked the fuck out did you head. oh in my head I was fine I knew we had to do it yeah. at that point I'm like Oh, you got to do it. That's the thing. It was like, the thing where I'm like, I don't want to be the guy that makes this awkward for people, so I'd rather jump out of a plane. Right, because you, like if you're the first situations. out, too, that means you're screwing everyone out. <laughs> yeah. You're like, they have to go land, drop you off, and take off again. I was like, oh, so I'm just going to do it. Um, That's what I thought, too. The second I got in the plane, I'm like, I'm doing this. There's no way. I'm not going to ruin this experience for my wife. I'm not going to. And there was a little bit of it that was like, there's two 
And if you think that that's like, if you have an image in your brain of what a skydiving instructor might be like, you fucking nailed yeah, it. Yeah, man. Ours was Let's named Johnny it. Tsunami. There you go. Are you kidding me? No. That's awesome. I mean, at least that's what it said on his <laughs> My two guys were very nice guys, very knowledgeable, but they were very much like, dude, we fucking jump out of a plane all day long. This is what we do. You're going to do it, man. It's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. Like, one of them at one point was just like, <sighs> handing me a bag of like, because he told me, he thought I was nervous. He just handed me a bag of like these sweet candies. And I was like, oh, yes, I will have some of these. These look good. These are going to calm me down. Didn't calm me down. Sugar, not the right uh, thing to respond to on that one. My guy, doors closed. We're high. Like, we're fucking up there. And I'm like, okay, we're probably going to jump out sometime soon, right? Now, they gave us two options at Skydive Golden Gate. They were like, you can jump out at 10,000 feet, which is pretty normal. Or if you pay a little extra, we'll take you up to 14,000 feet, which means that the free fall lasts a little bit longer. And I was like, 10,000 feet. And as I'm saying, 10,000 feet is fine. My life's like 14,000 feet, 100%, right? And I'm like, oh, I guess we're jumping I mean, out of 14,000 feet. you're going to do it, dude. Do it so we're, I remember distinctly thinking we are really fucking high above the ground right now, which you don't get when you're in an airliner because everything, all this, you got room to walk around. But when you're in a little tiny plane mm-hmm. and it's like a little it's rickety. and it's rickety and you're like, you're like with this upholstery from the 60s, like this plane can't be that young. Like, you know, when you're when you go to a theme park or like not even a theme park, a carnival, a carnival yes. and you go on a roller yes. coaster. That is the feeling. how it feels. Not except you're the doors open and yeah. there's thousands of feet in the air. And so my door was closed and I remember asking this guy I was like we're pretty high man like how high are we right now he's like 6,000 feet man and I was like 6,000 feet and he's like yeah I'm like as in 8,000 more feet to go he's like oh we're going high but to the credit they were like one of the reasons that people like to come to us is because when you go up in Nevada you can see like the mountains, the ocean, the go- you can see the city, you can see the ba- like you get a bird's eye view of this the entire like Northern California area. It is fucking stunning, and it was clear. It was the cl- like a crisp, clear day with like the sun just right where it needed to be for to like perfectly light the yeah. rest of the. And I was like, this is really beautiful. And then the guy goes, this okay. What are we talking about on the ground? My foot goes out first. Your two feet go on this little pedestal, and then my next foot's gonna come out, and then we're gonna jump right. And I was like, cool. He said, say it back to me. I was like, your foot first, my two feet, then your foot, and we go. Great. So, gets time. The door opens. I'm like, that is a shocking amount of noise that is coming from the Dude, outside what? of this plane. <laughs> now, I remember, it, it triggered a memory for me. I remember watching Mythbusters. And by the way, people ask me, hey, how many times did you bring up Point Break? Five. Five times I bought up Point Break because I fucking love that movie. And it's and ever since I saw that, back in my head, I'm like, maybe one day I'll see yeah, it. The remake, right? Power Rangers. Fuck you for that. No. It's the Patrick Swayze, uh, Keanu Reeves classic. And you remember those skydiving scenes, they're yelling back and forth. Mm-hmm. Bullshit. No. No fucking not way. A chance it is so hell. loud when you're free falling, all you hear is wind, right? And so the, and that's what the door sounds like when it opens. So he goes, ready? I'm like, ready, right? He goes, say loud to the camera. I was like, hey, what's up? His foot goes out. My two feet go out. We are out of that fucking plane. That last foot was just that. That was a red herring, man. He was like, nope, I'm just going to, you're going to, because you're waiting for that last bit and then you're just out. Yeah, yeah. And the weird thing was, they had told me before, I was like, I don't believe this, but he goes, because the plane's going so fast, your launch and your, your inertia changes, you don't feel that sinking feeling like when you jump off of like, you know, you cliff jump or like you go oh, on yeah, a roller I'm coaster. Jumping all the time. Well, you know, a roller coaster, yeah, you I go mean, down I mean, like. Your stomach. Yeah, your stomach. Goes, oh, Turbulence like, oh. in a plane. Or like that where you get that weird thing and even in video games, you'll jump off and you're like, oh, yeah, your body will feel it. I didn't feel it. It was just wind and I flipped and then we stabilized and I was just like, I'm falling. I'm just falling. Like this is weird. And it didn't even feel like falling. It just looked like. There's wind coming at me, and like this, the scene in front of me is getting a little bit bigger, and that's it. And then, boom, he pops the chute. And then I started getting nauseous. Oh, really? Because, yeah, because he started doing the thing with uh, his circle. And I was like, I'm bad, so you gotta stop. Yeah, you, you go, feel like, it. You gotta stop. You gotta, can't do He's like, you doing okay? I was like, well. And he's like, all right, I'll loosen up a little bit on you. And now my choach hurts. Yeah. It didn't hurt yesterday, but it hurts today. My choach hurts. I had 
such a different experience than you. Really? My God. Oh yeah. Well, you just described about the oh, put your feet out and then then go whatever. Totally different system. Like really? there was there was a lot more steps for me to have to do. Okay. And I'm not good at that type of shit. No. So I can't. we get out. We had to do this thing where it's he's like, oh, keep your legs together, tuck them back. Yeah, I had to do that too. I had to tuck them back under the butt and put my head. So back. like, in, in and then the, when he tapped, like footage. I had to go out like this, and he was like, you got to go out with your hands holding this. And I didn't realize until I jumped out of the plane that that was 100% to keep me from going like this. Punching him. And stopping us and like us ah. falling. So he was like, cable like this. And then when we're stabilized, you can put your hands you out like out. you normally yeah. do. There was, was a whole like, bunch of weird uh, steps that I had to do. And it, it resulted in me looking just like a big fat baby. <laughs> kind of falling out of the thing. Oh, at one point I was sitting really on this funny. nice gentleman. Brian was his name. I was sitting on Brian from Skydive Golden Gate's lap. Yeah. And I'm just sitting there and I'm like, Brian, I'm pretty heavy right now, man. I'm sorry. Like I've been working on a little bit. And he's like, it's fine, man. I'm like, but are your legs... Going to sleep. Function. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, because I like. He just does like a weird like roll. Yeah. <laughs> well, tumbling. So for me, I, I I've told this story before, but I made the dumb choice of going straight from being at the resort, and I was wearing chubby's. <laughs> Uh, swim trunks, which oh, chubbies are idea. extra short oh, yeah. swim trunks. You've got that just against your skin at this point. And uh, so, like, they're six inches long. So, like, just think about that. It's not much. No. It's a lot of thigh being shown. And I didn't have underwear underneath it. It was just swim trunks. Yeah. And then I had a filthy casual tank top on. Yeah, you did. And I'm just like, Jesus. That was it. I was like, fuck it. Let's go skydiving. Did they offer you a flight suit? Uh, like an actual, like, jumpsuit? No, they didn't give a fuck about me. They, no. Because ours, they were like, do you guys want a jumpsuit just in case you land on the grass and you skid? You might get, like, mm. uh, you might get, like, what were you wearing? I was wearing, I mean, I read the FAQ and it said wear jeans and a, t and, and a shirt that covered, like, has a little thickness to it. So I wore a sweatshirt. Um, just a pullover sweatshirt, jeans, also and these shoes. Put the fear of God in him. Yeah, he did too. He was like, "You're gonna, it's gonna hurt if you don't." And then they gave us a Dickies like, you know, zip up workman jumpsuit to go with that. So I had a Roger good Dodger. half a half an inch of of coverage yeah, over my just, entire body. Meanwhile, yeah, you just jumped out. I jumped out essentially naked. That's and I'm like, This it fucking sucked because immediately, like what you're talking about, about not feeling the that. The, oh no, that free fall for me, like, and I don't know what it was, but I totally it felt like the roller coaster feeling for. 15 seconds. Really? Yeah. Like it was that's, just constant, no, not, constant it didn't, it going. It didn't feel that way for me or my wife. She was like, I didn't feel that either. Extremely it just felt really hard to breathe. <laughs> like, yeah, that was a little really weird. hard. Uh, but it was like, all right, cool. This is cool. Like I was into it. Like it was, it was thrilling. It's like, it's that feeling of jumping off a cliff and like where you start to hear everything start to whoosh faster and faster and faster as you fall faster you and faster. Terminal velocity. And it's like, this is fucking awesome. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it goes and it pulls up and the parachute that's goes. Cool. And that's when I was in the most pain in my life. Yeah. And it just goes crush, crush, everywhere all over me. And I was just like crippled and just fucked going down. And it hurt so bad. Yeah. And I couldn't think about anything about just the blinding pain. And everything was so tight. And both my legs fell asleep as I was going down. And oh, really? Yeah. So okay. like what you were just talking about, when I landed, my leg, I just landed like, like sitting down. Yeah. I was like, I moved my legs around and like curled them around behind me and just kept them going. Cause it was, yeah. I mean, you're sitting in that, can in, in that, uh, the sling basically mm -hmm. of, of the, um, what that was not a holster or whatever the fuck they call it um, for a while. And that's the thing. I didn't realize the canopy ride was going to be that long. So long. How long the, is the rough ballpark? Minutes. Ballpark. Minutes. Like maybe four, four oh, minutes, wow. five minutes. Yeah, yeah. So you're up there for, you're up there for a while, which is cool. Cause then I looked up, I saw my wife shoot pop yeah. and I was and like, he, cool. My wife's not dead. That's did awesome. Yours, did yours do the thing that was like, like, Oh, do you want to control it? No, he didn't offer that to oh, me. Really? My, he did for D. D was mm. like, yeah, I got to hold the thing and like do this. You were getting car sick. That's no, to me, he. I think he did the thing where, because I'm, a, I guess I'm heavier. He kind of, he was like, hey, I'm gonna loosen you up. It's gonna yeah. feel like you're falling for a second. Don't worry, I'm not like letting you go. And I, which I'm glad he said that because he reached down, and, boom, and I went, Whoa. and you go, like, you drop for you a second, drop and, and your asshole scary as fuck. goes. 
tight, man. Yeah, yeah. Watertight. You're like, whoa, okay, we're good. We're fine. Watertight, baby. Can't get water yeah. in there. Can't get a thumb in there. Can't get anything in there. Um, My thing is, I know that I'm making it sound like it was the worst experience ever. I would totally do it again. I just wouldn't be a fucking jackass. Well, call, call up my wife because she wants to do it again. You guys can go together. You can take Gia. Are you done? You're no good? I. The thing is, I, I, I liked it. I just... I'm like, cool, I did it. I don't, I don't like, uh, like my wife in her words, she hit the ground and was like, do you think they'll let us go again right now? And I'm like, no, I don't think they will. I yeah, think it's no. a schedule thing. Yeah. I made some shit up. I was like, cause I got crazy. I heard, I heard that they were talking about like they, the plane's got to get retired. Yeah, they gotta, I was like, they the done. this is the last time. No, but I mean, the, I mean, to this credit of the shop, they dropped us off like, thanks guys. And they, another couple just got in and they went again. I'm like, you guys are gonna do that again? I mean, that's crazy. You're gonna expensive do that again? Too. I mean, the only thing is I don't want to do it again. I would. It's like, it's, I, I did it. I'm done. Like it's definitely something I've always wanted to do. And no, if, like, I would cool. if you were like Nick, I want I want you to go with me my first time skydiving. I'd go with you, I, and having done it again and realizing that like all of the like there's nothing really to be scared of, other than the fact that the uh, anything goes the wrong. waiver they make you uh, sign is 19 initials. That's uh -huh. how many initials you have to put on this. Every paragraph's like, are you sure you read this? Because you are, and they make you watch the instructional video. A very and nice guy, terrifying. very big beard, who is like in no uncertain terms is like you might die today today might be your last day on this earth and you might die in a way that is probably the most terrifying way to die ever. <laughs> Nick's, Nick's not exaggerating no. he's not joking that's what about the guy said what they say in the video yeah. it's like did you have the same well, beard guy talking it to sounds like I did because I think he invented the holster yes yeah, he invented the tandem rig it's the, it's beard he's the guy he looks like Father beard Christmas. McBeardson he's in awesome. his tandem rig Woo. yeah that's fun you should do it nah, not a chance not Why not? Oh, you don't I like roller want coasters to. and stuff. Yeah, right? that's the, I'm I'm prone to motion sickness. I don't like. I hate that stomach drop feeling. Like, I, yeah, I'm not about it. And it, that was the thing I tell. I've told the story before, but I always thought I would if the opportunity was presented. And we finished it up at noon once, and I took off a mic, and some dude from IGN that I never ever saw again walked over, and he's like, "Oh, hey, I just came on, and I'm doing this with sales or whatever." Yeah, Marty. you never and saw like, him again. Because he died from a sky. Oh my god! And he was like, "Hey, yeah, you know, like we're working on a deal, and we were thinking it'd be cool. You know, I I have friends who do the skydiving thing. If we sent you and Naomi up there, would you be down for that?" And I just, my mind was clear, and I was like, "No." I was like, "Oh, oh no, I guess I wouldn't do that." No, yeah. it's just it's like, yeah, just the process you're describing. I'm like, no, nah, doesn't sound like you know something I think would sound be fun for me. I'm glad other people get out. There, of it. there has just been this thing that I've been trying to do this whole year, or doing this whole year, I should say, successfully, which has just been like when I encounter things that that give me any level of anxiety or fear, I stop to ask myself, I'm like, is this something that I should do just for that reason right yeah. there? And skydiving definitely ticks off that box. Sure, where I'm like, normally. Not something that I'd want to do, but I'm like, I wonder, I want to check in and see, can I sit in that plane for a while? Can't, do I have like, what, what is that feeling going to be when that door opens? And right when I jump out, is it going to be that crazy? Like, oh shit, I'm going to die feeling. Or will I feel, what will I feel? Yeah. And it was very weird to explore those feelings as I jumped. Cause right as we left, I was like, oh, and then we were just, we were falling and that was yeah. it. And yeah, I was yeah. like, I took a moment to realize that I'm like, I am falling from 14,000 feet and it's fun. Like, this is fun. This is cool. Like, and then there's the moment where you're like, I really hope that shoot pops. That would be yeah, cool yeah, too. Yeah. But, and then the shoot pops, you're like, huh, that wasn't that bad. Actually, yeah. I di I liked the free fall a lot more than I liked the canopy ride. The canopy mm -hmm. ride, I was like, I, I, can, we, can we pop that a little bit later next time so we could just do this for like two minutes and then go down? Yeah. Because I, I got queasy. I didn't like the, the like you know, the G-forces mm -hmm. on it. But it was it was very cool because I was like, I'm proud of myself. Like, I I didn't you think did I was going to do this. This is cool. It's fucking fun. And my wife and I, the whole weekend, we're just stopping and being like, we fucking we jumped, jumped out, out of an airplane. Plane. Yeah, yeah. We fucking jumped out of a fucking airplane. Like, <laughs> it was awesome. It was fun. That's cool.
Yeah, I think for me, uh, it just falls into the same category as when we went to shoot guns for Kevin's thing. Yeah. Where I was all about it. Like, I'll do it because we're all doing it. When we got there and it wasn't like everybody needed to do it, I was like, oh, then I want to save my money. Yeah. That's like, totally, I just, I mean, I just that's... have no, I've shot guns. I have no desire to do it again. I don't get the adrenaline rush out of it. Like, it's crazy. It's fun to do. Like, we did, or you didn't go that one time I did in Austin. I did, I've done it in Missouri. Sure. Like, it's like cool, but it was just like yeah. that. And the same thing here where it's just like, no, I don't want to be motion sick and I feel like that's what would happen uh, yeah, the gun thing was interesting too because I was like uh, well first off it's we went to the gun store in Las Vegas which is an indoor range which I was like I I didn't love the indoor range aspect of it I wish we could have gone someplace where it was outdoors because mm-hmm. it was so fucking loud and hot in there and you had to keep the ear protection and the eye protection on and there was like 15 of us in that small space and I was like I don't know how I'm going to do with this but I just the opportunity to actually like for that I was like I want to fire a machine gun because I've done it so many times in like video game world yeah, yeah, yeah. like it seems silly that I wouldn't actually do it in real life um, I and I hate to say it but I'm like I had a fun time no guns are fun to shoot I thought it was fun yeah Kevin had a great time he did there's a game over Greggy show all about it if you didn't know this has been the game over Greggy show each and every week four sometimes three best friends gather on this table each bring a random topic discussion for your amusement if you like that head over to patreon.com slash kind of funny where you can talk almost got it toss us a couple bucks get each and every episode early how early Kevin you could be watching right now. You could be watching right now live. Yeah, you know what I mean? Uh, or you can get it early as a video and MP3 on Friday. You get a bunch of uh, exclusive things we do. Cool perks and goodies. All sorts of cool stuff. Like that Christmas card. That was one of them. Uh, if you got no bucks to toss our way, though, we totally understand. Head over to YouTube.com slash kindoffunny where you can get the show topic by topic, day by day, until it goes up as one big video and MP3 the following Friday. No matter where you get the show, thank you so much for watching. I mean, a lot of you subscribe, like, share it, all that jazz. But you knew that. 2017 has been amazing thanks to you. Let's make 2018 even better. Until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you.